Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pylon Show, episode 30. Wow, it's been quite the adventure. Episodes. Yeah, 30 episodes. We got a quick one for you guys. I'm your host, In Control, and that's Artosis, my, my co-host, co-pilot, my, co my, my dreamer. And then today, when Dan and I are looking for somebody that we know can hold a, hold a conversation and, and have differing opinions and be their own host, we know to go no further and no regret who's making a back-to-back appearance on the pylon show damn jake first ever back. for me yeah thanks for having me buddy i appreciate it thank you for being here man always love being here um we're just happy we're able to shoot you in like that you know so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for throwing me under the bus by the way i'm like maybe no one noticed so then i, I turn on uh home story companies like talking about it already i'm like what the fuck man no. i didn't think you watched your own show well to be fair <laughs> To be fair, that was not me. The chat was – it was everywhere, man. Uh, I, I was the okay. voice for sure. But, like, the second you said that, there were people that, like – that the was, worst that was part it. Is I had to go down the road of, like, I have honor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I would have just left it at, like, you know, I'll do it. But I now I feel like my honor is in question. Well, hang on. We so have a whole segment. I want to dive – we're going to deep dive into what this looks like. And I'm I'm beyond excited. But, anyways, welcome <laughs> to the show, guys. Uh, it is it is the end of November, approaching December. So the show you'll notice the show notes will be in the chat, and we'll, we'll roadmap that in a second. It's sparse. There's not as much going on. We'll definitely talk about Home Story Cup. We'll talk about uh, Jake's situation, his stuff coming up, uh, and then the things that did happen that'll be really nice. Um, and then one of the other subjects we do want to tackle is Cyril as the Bonjwa, and what that can mean. Because there's a lot of people that probably don't understand what we're even talking about, so we'll have to really explain that and then make our case for it um and then some other announcements to make real quick and this is also where i give our love to our sponsors of course if you are uh tuning in for one of the first times we're powered by Matcherino. you can go to their website and today dan will be happy to know is national french toast day international french oh, toast day oh so, yeah so, uh, in <laughs> honor of <laughs> in honor of that the code is french toast one word so just type in french toast um, and you'll contribute to that prize pool. This lets Matcherino know that you guys are not only watching the show, but you're also being like, you know what, son of a bitch, I'm going to help these guys out. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps us out, so please do do it. And then there's some fantastic... You know, Go ahead, what? I was I was just going to say, you know that author, uh, A.J. Jacobs, that writes things like uh, The Year of Living Biblically and stuff like that, where he does something for an entire year? Yeah. He should write a really terrible book about doing whatever national, national day, day is every day for the whole year. It'd be He's tough. Like, yeah, today I eat French toast, and eventually it's just going. <laughs> there so is sweet. a blowjob and steak day, which would be interesting for him because that'd either you know that's either take that one of two ways. Um, that's a day, though. By the way, I, I never know about it until all my single friends start tweeting about it and stuff. Um, Matcherino. So thank you. Shout out to them, of course. And, and like I said, for all you guys that are watching, maybe you don't have money to sub, maybe you don't have whatever typing in that code there helps us in the monetary level so please do consider it we also are sponsored by afkt dan has continued to drink it he likes it he's drinking oh look at this mug wow <laughs> matcherino.com forward slash pylon show and guess what's in it i don't want to spill my keyboard water afkt Hot water. no no see the slight green color that's monoblock okay. that is some afkt right there and it's delicious has that been your favorite so far uh, that is my favorite, but okay. I, I've only drank two different types so far. 
But he actually, he sent me little packets of some other types as well, so I'm going to try those out when I run out of these two. That mug is actually sick, by the way. Um, Dan, if you get the ability, or maybe you just want, like, the surgery or something, you rock a mustache better than almost anybody I've ever seen. I'm not even joking. Like, that's... I, so I would look good in a mustache. I need to eventually just man up and really try to grow just one. Gotta do it. My wife is so opposed to it, though, so it's it's kind of a difficult thing. I, yeah, usually they go the and also the the makeup artists at at my various gigs are always like, "Why don't you shave?" Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, anyways, well, I mean, you're following tasteless, so you should be fine most of the time. You know, anything you, you know. There's fantastic that, merch there. Fun. Um, a lot of people always ask, they like see some of the stuff like, oh my god, where'd you get that? That looks really cool. Check it out. We got people that are cranking out merch faster than I think people are buying it, to be honest with you. So, um, you should look. There's some actually really cool stuff there. They do a great job. Shout out to everyone that owns owns the Artosis Moon shirt. I hugged like three people at Homestory Cup. Um, That has to be a big seller. There's just, they're everywhere. Or at least all ten people that bought it have found me. Or something, um, but it's just awesome. So thank you to you guys. I actually saw a couple of BlizzCon too. Yeah, yeah. Tempo was wearing one when I saw him, which I thought was, was pretty crazy. Cool. I think we should sell it for like a year in the next BlizzCon or something. We got to have a big meetup and be like, guys, it's Friday. It's Artosis Moon Shirt Day. <laughs> yeah, you have to have an Artosis Moon Shirt on to to get into the party. You should just sell a new Moon Shirt like every other month, and then like every party, you have to have the new Moon Shirt. Or you're just kicked out, you know. <laughs> Make it cool. Sounds too complicated. It's pretty good, though. So thank you, to everybody. Um, next up, of course, is our Patreon. I want to mention this right now as well. You guys are amazing. I have to say, by the way, big tip of the hat, and thank you to our supporters, because every month it's never gone down, ever. It's it's only gone up. So that means a lot to us, because, you know, uh, we pour our heart and souls into the show, and we brought on Alessandra, and Cobra's working his butt off, and Dan and I... Um, are just charismatic, so it's you know that that's our contribution. But uh, for the most part, you, you contribute a little bit more than being charismatic. I, Me, I'm what? just charismatic and I show up. That's a little, little bit of salt there, yeah, sure. Um, but <laughs> as much as we love this content and love this show, we we really can't be spending this kind of time and energy on something that doesn't do anything for us. So this makes sure that we're able to do that. And then, of course, what's really important to us is being able to support the community around us. Like we uh, love having guests on, but it's a big commitment from them. And we love the StarCraft scene, so we want to give back. And by you guys contributing here, we're able to do that. So paying our guests, and then at $3,000 a month, which is what we've been talking about, which is just a little, it's over $600 away, we're going to start donating $100 four times a month to random StarCraft streamers. Like we StarCraft Remastered and StarCraft II, um, as well as paying our guests, by the way. It, of course, doesn't replace that or something like that. But the idea is to just Hell put yeah. hundreds of dollars out there into the scene. <laughs> Um, while paying ourselves is what we want to do. So please do consider it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Oh, you know what? I like this. I like that the Cobra's showing this. We have a fucking amazing website. There's a lot of people that don't know about this, I think, because we don't talk that much about it. But pilotshow.com, thepilotshow.com, excuse me, all the VODs, it has a countdown. It has links to the iTunes and various different podcasts, and it has all the relevant information. Um, Cobra and friends have done an amazing job making this a great place to go. So, sorry we haven't mentioned it more often. We should. Oh, and then Cobra, did you did you end up taking the picture by the way of the the chat command for when the next Palin show episode is? I asked. Yeah, him, I can upload that at some point. Okay, Cobra's gonna show up. But just as a quick aside, this is really funny. Someone's like, "When's the Palin show?" And we all rolled our eyes, and I was like, "Just do the command." Types in the command in the chat, which I think is like exclamation mark. 
uh, pylon Q&A or something like that, countdown. And it said it's an, it, there it is, 292 years, three months, 23 hours. <laughs> I don't know why it says that. Oh my God. Great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchild is is going to be 90 years old hosting that show. Yeah. Someone in the chat That's immediately crazy. said, you guys will finally have your moon base by the time that, that next episode happens. We're like, yeah. <laughs> we'll I think we to. might be dead by then. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, anyways, thank you to all you guys. We'll shout it out at the end as well. But we're going to do This Week in StarCraft. Dan assures us it's going to go very quick. So, let's see what happens here. Are we ready for it? Let's do it. Yes, sir. Shoot it. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, I'm ready. All right, we have the OSC Matrino Grand Celebratory Cup. We are into about the round of 16 or something like that. It is going on in about one day. The groups are done. They did kind of an interesting format. We play everyone twice. That's why it looks like really weird uh, scores. Like, for instance, Nurcio with a 0-5-0 is third place in his group. Anyways, check that out. Uh, SC2online.com, and it is the OSC World Rankings. We'll tell you a lot about that. Okay, the OSC Battle of the Americas, NA versus LA. We are into the round of eight. It looks like Special already played his match, but it's exactly who you would imagine would be in the round of eight. We have Neve, Jim Rising, Kelsier Massa, Special, Jon Snow, Scarlet, and Cham. Looks like Special already beat Jon Snow, so he's out of there. Uh, but and obviously, it's a very, very stacked tournament, yes. And he beat No Regrets somehow as well, even I after know, No Regrets with his startling upset over Eon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the ANZ Pro League Season 3 Week 2. This happens about one day from now. Uh, Sif Gaming has taken first place. Of course, we have Zeph and Maynard, as along with uh, Death, all doing commentary for that. So definitely worth your time. Twitch.tv forward slash Blizzard underscore ANZ. That is on Thursdays. Uh, the TESPA Collegiate Series 2018 does continue. Colt Terran and Root Cats doing a lot hmm. of the commentary. You can check that out on compete.tespa.org. The Banshee Tournament continues onward. Number nine, of course, commentated by Zombie Grub and kind of hosted by her as well at twitch.tv forward slash zombie grub is taking place on December 1st. So that's about three days from now. Uh, Definitely worth your time to check out. She's been doing that very regularly lately. The Chobo Team League Season 19 Grand Finals occurred. ChoboTeamLeague.com. You can check it out. Team Unrivaled defeated SC2 Swarm 4-1, to and it was casted by none other than Pig and Maynard, two of the best. Uh, so check that out. The Olimo League November Finals. If you are sad that there's not a lot of StarCraft going on, don't be, because there still is. Olimo League always continuing forward. Uh, the November Finals occurred with Rogue beating TUI in those finals 4-3. Uh, to three. A lot of really amazing players there. Check out their Patreon, by the way. This is really one of the biggest values you can get in all of StarCraft for two bucks uh, per tournament. You get the replay pack like the next day. And Oli Moly is fantastic about uploading that quickly. It's it's awesome. Yep. So congrats to Rogue on that tournament win. Maru wasn't in it, so I guess he was able to do it. All right. Or, you know, all those kids from Homestory Cup weren't in it either. So <laughs> <laughs> thank God he voided that. We'll talk more about that Jesus later, Christ. though, G- uh, Kings of the North Super Tournament from ES Champ. Uh, some of the community's most 
animated players to participate in a different kind of online tournament. It looks pretty cool. Uh, they are doing the, uh, that life-based thing, and they have a reflect where they can redirect a challenge to another player. They can only do it once. Uh, it looks like Masa and Puck are both already uh, in it. And round two is December 7th. Round one actually is like tomorrow, November 30th. So uh, check that out, eschamp.com. They've been doing so much. We have the Proxy Tempest Great Christmas Rumble. The qualifiers are starting tomorrow, November 30th. Uh, There's going to be NA and EU qualifiers. Looks like first place is going to be $300 and 300 OSC points. That is not for the qualifiers, but for the main event that you were trying to qualify for, each of these will qualify four players. Uh, Afrika World number 26 by Laughing Games on Afrika TV. This guy's going to catch our pylon show count. Damn, he's like just plowing forward. Yeah, (laughs) Laughing Games and Falcon Paladin commentating. Looks like uh, number 26 was won by Puck over QXC. I got to tell you, QXC is interesting. That's pretty interesting. What, the 4-2 and map score? Yeah, for QXC. I mean, first off, getting second, but... Four and two against yeah. Puck is pretty impressive. I think he always well, prided himself with pretty good PVT. So, well, QXC is one of these players that just he'll like disappear forever and then come back and be super strong. But what <laughs> do you expect by someone who's coached by none other than in control? What do you do? What do you should do? be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? It's a true story. QXC was a little nub scrub, and Jeff taught him the ways. And look at that. Damn, He's people back. are going to be knocking down your doors for some coaching, Jeff. Oh boy. All right. DSCL Nationals 2018. The Dutch StarCraft League is going national. Uh, They are having some Dutch-only tournaments, and it looks like the finals event on Saturday, December 1st, is coming up. Hurstum, Euthermal, and many other strong players from the Netherlands will be playing. Check that out. Twitch.tv forward slash DSCL League, or DSC League would be another way to say that. All right. (laughs) She's a Delta number... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? That was <laughs> Damn the prize pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh okay, so number uh number eight of Cheese Adelphia. We talked about this a lot on the show already. Ten thousand dollar open land. It's gonna be casted by Fear Dragon and Tempo December eighth and ninth in Washington, D.C. You definitely want to go if you can go to this. It will be so much fun. There will be so many players of so many skill levels there. You will have fun, I promise. Yeah. Uh, that is just an awesome tournament. Definitely check that out. Cheers to Nerd Street Gamers for putting that together. Uh, SCV Rush Grand Slam is occurring. Their seventh and uh, last open of the year. Uh, They have a big range of casters and players, a lot of OSC points on the line. A big name that is in the tournament is Euthermal. Um, You can check that out. SCB Rush 1 is the Twitch channel. Okay, now this is the big news in this week in StarCraft, if you ask me. Okay? Yeah. The Pizza Pie Weekly. Now, I was was talking a little bit of trash, right? Because Starkiller, he, he like, won a bunch of pizza pies, and... Then some good players started entering that I knew the names of, and they started winning. I was like, I guess, you know, Starkiller's never going to win another one. Oh, how wrong I was. Wow. Starkiller SC has won his 19th pizza. 2-0 over Nitro in the finals. 19 pizzas. Look, 19 second place, future with five. This is basically the Roger Federer of pizza StarCraft tournaments. Starkiller a literal god. 
How if many... you're into pizza and StarCraft, there he is. 19 pizzas in a year. Like, I I eat a lot of pizza. I don't think I eat 19 pizzas in a year. And I have the power to do that whenever I yeah, want. No, I, don't, I don't think I eat ni- pizza 19 times 19 a year. 19 is not that much a year. Let's be real. I don't know. That's, that's like, like once, so once, once a, a month week, and then once... seven times two. That's not, that's like nothing. Yeah. I get it. I think it, I think I eat pizza once a month, basically. So, yeah, uh, I probably eat about fifteen no, pizzas a year. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure I eat nineteen pizza nineteen times a year. That has to be. Now that yeah. you say it, like that, he like, eats nineteen free pizzas a year, though. And then let's yeah. not even count the ones that he's been buying for himself. <laughs> well, I don't. He doesn't need to buy them for himself. He just continually wins them. Uh, so, guys, check out the Pizza Pie Weekly. Go and challenge your god, Starkiller, all-inspiration.challenge.com. Okay. Uh, the return of the Icy Far Challenge by Pig Teleportation this week. You use mobility mechanics to appear where your opponent least expects it. Uh, so you can send those replays in, of course, to the wonderful Pig, and he will take a look at them. Uh, the Games Invitational number 7 from Laughing Games is coming up on December 2nd at 2 p.m. CET. It's going to be Supernova against True. And that Jesus can be, Christ. Yeah, that's uh, Laughing Games. <laughs> like, those are like that, polar opposites, those players. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite Jesus. true. I seem to recall a lot of game centers one. and a lot of Zerglings, so we'll see yeah. how that one goes. All right, the general transmissions down here. We have the University of Michigan versus Michigan State University show match. I believe Winter is going to be commentating this. Yep, twitch.tv forward slash Winter Gaming. That will be on Saturday, December 1st. So if you are from Michigan, you definitely want to check that out. Uh, those are going to be a lot of the best players in your state. That's cool. Uh, general transmissions inside the scene. Episode number 16, Tales from StarCraft with Drexama and Ender Sword. Uh, it's a thanksgiving so they're having a special episode to talk about their favorite starcraft stories they pulled from around the community uh for those and of course check out eschamp.com and their discord and their twitch channel uh blizzard has put out another comic for starcraft uh soldiers number two okay check that out if you like starcraft comics uh zombie grub has been interviewed by girls on games that's uh at the girls on games or girls on games.ca uh she was caught up with uh at dreamhack montreal so you can go read hmm. yeah uh it looks like elaser has a, a new starcraft team he has joined ago esports which apparently is a big polish organization uh and it he uh, says that he is the seventh place in the list of highest earning players in Poland. I guess they must not have any Dota players because that's kind of surprising. the entire list from one tournament. That, I was very surprised to see him leave Clash. Like when he came here, he stuck a bunch of Clash stickers all over the place and just he was like super oh, really? Clash patriotism. Yeah. Well, this is a Polish everywhere. organization. I believe they either own or back their, like, national soccer team. Like, it's it's one of those things where... Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, that's totally that's worthwhile deal, to, yeah. to be in. That's uh, great. And it, it says here, a laser's debut under the new banner will happen at GSL in South Korea on the end of December. Yep. It's coming to my house. For that not announced yet that's a, GSL. A spoiler, but it's actually... It's not a spoiler. We don't have a GSL schedule yet. So, yeah. anyways. Uh, now... When you lose a laser to a team like AGO, <laughs> he's a great player. You have to replace him. 
Okay? You already have a bunch of Zergs. What you need is a Zerg killer. Mm-hmm. And so Clash has picked up none other than Rotterdam into its roster. Great pickup. A... Really great pickup. <laughs> yes. Absolute <laughs> now... legend here. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, jokes aside, Roddy said, don't worry, this isn't, he's not becoming yeah. a pro gamer or something. He's going to be working with them. Uh, you know, he's he's a big time streamer and commentator, so he's going to be working with them in those regards. But of course, he plays StarCraft all the time. He's quite a good player as well. So congrats on Roddy <clears throat> on making it flash. Here's how right. I laugh this at me, because the announcement at the same time is like, it makes sense from the Clash point of view, because it's bad news for one player to leave, and you don't want it, that to be the only cycle, but mm-hmm. Kevin was like already rolling his eyes, because like, the way they did it, it's going to sound like I replaced a laser, and, <laughs> and people are going to make these comparisons, but thankfully, I don't think too much of that happened. Well, they had to fire a laser, Roddy cost no. too much, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. They just saw potential. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, so congrats to Roddy and Laser on their new teams. Uh, now on to seeing some this week in StarCraft Brood War. Uh, the BSL Star League uh, Season 5, Bombastic Star League Season 5, uh, does continue forward. The uh, round of 16 group stage is going to be coming up. We already went through the previous round of 24 group stage. We're getting into some of these seeded players now. Uh, and it starts on December 2nd. Uh, so that is definitely worthwhile to uh, go ahead and watch if you want to see some top foreigner brood war. It's got most of the top players playing in it at this point. Uh, so definitely go look at that. That's going to be, uh, well, it gives the KST time. So three KST on December 2nd, whatever that is for you. Okay. Have at you. Number 25 with Sham2 will be back on December 2nd as well. Twitch.tv forward slash Sham2. You can go sign up for that. He lets players from all over the world play. No randoms allowed, though. So don't yeah. even try it. Don't even try it. Yes. Uh, this just in, uh, PC Gamer put out a little article that said, Esports is an official medal event at the Southeast Asian Games. So uh, six different medals will be awarded across different games. Uh, this year, it's in the Philippines, 2019. This next year, obviously, it's we're almost in December, guys. Uh, but they haven't announced all the games yet. They've announced one game that I personally am really excited about: <laughs> Mobile Legends Bang Bang. Oh wow! <laughs> this is a MOBA for mobile games. Uh, yeah, Bang so that, a good one. I mean, that's going to be killer. I don't even care at this point if StarCraft's in, but the final list will be released on December fifteenth. Uh, so I guess I guess we'll just see probably December 15th whether or not StarCraft 2 has made it in, but I kind of imagine that it will. You're kind of... But uh, then I see Mobile Legends Bang yeah. Bang, so I'm not 100% sure. I like the, I guess the we'll tiers see. of ridiculousness, though. It's like Olympics, so sports look down on gaming, and they're like, God. But then in gaming, we look down at mobile gaming, and we're like, God. You know, it just keeps going lower. Like, what's going to be below is, mobile right? gaming? It's so like, true. Remember going to, like, a... a uh, like a WCG Grand Finals, and there would be like all these great American players, right, representing. And then you're sitting down talking to someone, like, "Oh, what game do you play?" And then they, they're like, "Oh, I play that the pool game," or "Oh, I play that mobile game," or whatever. Well, and it's like, oh. fam- famous story. Greg and I both won WCG. We got eliminated. The two of us paired up and we went and played a game that I actually can't even fucking remember the name of it right now, and we took second <laughs> I place. This. We actually qualified for the international finals, but they, like, at the time needed us to send ourselves or something. 
but we won a few hundred bucks and like Greg and I had literally played three games or something. Yes. So funny. It's uh I do remember this. Just <laughs> yeah, like Red the same or something. Like Mobile Legends Bang Bang, you know? Go for uh, it. These these types of things where you see like a mobile game or some game that no one's ever seen at these kind of international events, this is the these were the first times that we saw companies being like, Oh, we can get like uh you know the the people who made this game to give us a bunch of money. And now that's actually becoming the norm in a lot of esports when you think about it, right? Dreamhack? Yeah. They don't the way that they make money doing StarCraft is Blizzard pays them to have StarCraft there. But these are the original ones, these mobile games being at these things that are being Olympic events. But uh yep. I mean, I'm excited that maybe at the Southeast Asian games we'll have uh we'll have some StarCraft two, hopefully. We shall see. The preferences of stuff about nonviolence, so I'm worried that they'll see it as a violent game. Even though I think it's probably one of the least violent games you could possibly play. It's still what, there Starcraft? Is... Yeah. Yeah, well I mean I'm... I guess considering they have fencing and shooting guns and fighting. I mean I agree I agree and... with that. I'm just reading what it yeah. says in the article. They have sports that people die in in the Winter Olympics. Like Yeah. Yeah, no, StarCraft's pretty pretty violent compared to that. Okay. That's <laughs> so funny. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Uh, uh, it looks like on Tuesday night, Pig accepted a challenge to play a silver oh level player God. with Pig's game screen mode turned upside down using a window setting. He accepted it, calling it Aussie style. Did he win? Afterwards, he said, my head hurts never doing it. <laughs> yeah. that it looks awesome. terrible. Now, just looking at this, this screen <laughs> it being upside down, as soon as I looked at this before we started the show... yeah. I I felt nauseous. Yeah, and looking at this again, yeah. like just this shows you how much we look at these screens. Because looking at this, I'm just like, oh no, things are wrong. Will Am you I guys, falling? What's uh, happening? <laughs> will you guys fucking subscribe to Pig or something? Jesus Christ! Every every pylon show, look, desperate. There's just weirder and weirder shit happening <laughs> over there. He's he's look at the look on his face jokes. in this picture it's like exactly how I feel looking at this. Yeah, jokes on everybody. He just like flips his monitor around. Like still fucked so up. So it looks upside down. Damn, no. Regret. That would be like the sickest fucking Damn. troll ever. He's just playing like perfectly. See, now I'm worried that you're not going to actually eat a shoe because you already got that cheater mindset. But we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He does have. We need Dan mindset. to witness it. Dan's gonna have to like touch it, hold it up, and fire him. It's a real shoe. <laughs> I pass it through a hoop or something like that. <laughs> All right. WESG qualifiers are still continuing. I think we got a few new players completely qualified in. Probe and Scyther went to the top of Australia with Probe winning that. Uh, Mighty Kiwi and Crimson to the top of New Zealand with Mighty Kiwi winning that. So (laughs) we are really filling out that bracket for WESG. Okay, a big announcement is that StarCraft once again will be at IEM Katowice for 2019. So that's been... Like kind of our secondary BlizzCon in a way. It's it's just a giant tournament where everyone goes. Obviously, it's one of the biggest ones of the year. The only one that Cyril did not win in 2018. So he's going to see if he can complete that. I am thinking that coup, I guess. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it looks like it'll be from De- February 25th through uh, March 3rd. That's going to be the range of from the round of 76 to the grand finals. Uh, that's just going to be awesome. And the war chest for Katowice will be coming out as well. That'll be adding to the prize. I'm so excited for that. That's like the building, right? right. Oh, my God. You can watch Twitch streams to unlock it, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's going to be sick. Yeah. So that is a big, big announcement. And uh, that's this week in StarCraft. (laughs) 
<coughs> Great job, Dan. Thanks. He did a wonderful job with that. I was really nice. prepped this, for this. Uh, big shout out, of course, to Cobra and Alessandra for putting that together as well every week. I don't think I said it enough, but thank you to those guys. Yes. They are so important. All right. First topic, Home Story Cup. So for those of you that perhaps have just come out from your um, your bunker or you know the rock that you've been living <laughs> under, the bridge that you've been living under, um, Home Story Cup concluded this last weekend. And if you're like, no, I don't know the results, you're watching the wrong show. We discussed the results and stuff like that. So <laughs> this is your warning. How um, come you know the results? Some I'll tell you. Some people they're, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I was at work this weekend and I don't. I was waiting till Thursday. I was like, well, I, I don't feel bad, and, but they hate you, so you got to be careful. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss Home Story Cup. I was there. I am sick. I didn't get sick there. I actually got sick just before leaving. And then, you know, traveling and being around a bunch of drunk German people and stuff like that doesn't help you get healthy. So I'm still a little bit sick, but I'm just answering that before people do. Well, this event was awesome. This is Home Story Cup 18. The lineups keep getting more and more ridiculous. We've talked about this in the weeks building up to it, so I'm not going to go player to player or whatever. But long story short, Cyril again completes... I think that's his last tournament of the year, so we, we can go ahead and say it. It's going to complete his run for 2018... And he does it once again, defeating everyone. Uh, he did not have an easy foreigner-filled way to hear. Um, he faced Koreans in every facet of this tournament, and he destroyed all of them uh, with a close finals from Innovation. And that was a fantastic finals. Uh, he tripped up a couple times, and by tripped up, I mean he dropped a map or two against Tasia. That was a fantastic series. If you missed that, you should really that watch that. That series is so sick, yeah. It's really cool yeah, seeing Tasia at that level. I've been hearing it's good. You got to watch those vods; they were nasty good. Uh, the the new thermal series kind of shows why Mech still has a ways to go, but this is day like three or four, by the way, of the new patch. So yeah. that's the results. You can see right there on screen. But I'm just going to kick it off to you guys and talk about, ask you what your experience was watching it, what you thought, and I'll give you mine. Let's start with uh, no regret. Did you get to I watch felt, any? Um... I watched most of it. I mean, it was I was staying up to like 6, 7 a.m., so I started yeah. falling off at the ends. But from what I saw, I was extremely surprised by the lack of preparation I felt from a lot of players. Mm. Uh, I think some players were more prepared than others, and some players were doing crazy things that I don't know if they prepared for or not. But certainly, I felt Rogue certainly did not come prepared. He certainly came into it like, ah, I'm going to play my <laughs> thing, do my thing. And like a lot of the Koreans I felt did that and some of them were better than others um, but I felt like almost no Korean had anything specifically planned out especially when I was watching I think I was watching Trap or someone used the Mothership core or the Mothership but not ever used the Time Warp ability and I saw multiple chances for him to use it I'm just like why is he like it would die with full energy I'm like the fuck yeah. is going on like why not try it right it just doesn't make any sense just completely ignoring that ability as like something it, that even exists you know, I could... If I could jump in here before you go any further, uh, Jeff, I don't know, and people listening, I don't know if y'all listened to the entire episode last mm -hmm. week, but we had a big talk about this because, like, every – the cats asked a bunch of Zerg pros, and then Jake kind of agreed that – everyone was saying, oh, wow, this is just – this is it, the Protoss, because the mothership has the <laughs> time warp buff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which was – Maybe the dumbest well, thing I've ever heard well, that is that was not the only thing. The, matchup, the, the only that was not the only thing. Make one of the only one, and We're then like Tempest, yeah. Protoss didn't do that well at this event. I gotta say, Matt, we'll play that during uh, the segment for for that. We're not. Gonna I, I I agree. 
I don't think they did as well, but I also felt like no one really broke out anything involving the patch. Like, we didn't see the time warps when the motherships were made. There was no reason not to. They had the energy. There was just literally no reason to not try it. So I don't necessarily but... disagree with you. I think the, the thing I would add to that, though, that I did find interesting, because I think pro gamers are in this weird spot where a lot of them, because this, this Homestore Cup was jam-packed, there's a lot of them that were like preparing for BlizzCon uh, or maybe a, you know some other event around that time, and then this event happens just a couple weeks later. So that would be the mm-hmm. excuse for why they haven't spending time on the map, uh, the practice map that is, for the new patch. Sure. But I will say, in particular, the PvP meta... Um, a few of those Protosses did look like they looked at the patch, did have some thoughts, in particular Zest, right? We asked him, we were like, yeah. why is it Mass Phoenix versus Mass Phoenix? Why is there so much Stargate opener? And he just said, with a faster hallucination, which was new to the patch, um, going any other route is too risky, so you're going to see a lot of this. And that has, uh, at least yeah. for right now, been the dominant thought on that matchup, right? Mm. 100%. Um, I was actually talking, Sasha plays a lot of Protoss, and she's relatively good, and immediately she's like, as soon as she saw the change, like going through, she's like, "All right, this this is it. Like we're doing this. Phoenix is every game," um, and it makes a lot of sense when you when you have full full vision of everything. It's pretty much the only thing you can do. That's f- like if you don't go phoenixes, and it, it just gets really fucking complicated. Well, like the phoenix opening, the yeah. phoenix way of playing is just the best. It's just it's a funny balance the, uh, because there's like Stargate is generally the better opening, especially against Robo. But if you could, if you could go Robo and get the not terrible odds that you're not always facing Stargate, then that's fine. But when you tip the scales mm-hmm. towards Stargate at all, all of a sudden Robo becomes mm. more risky, and you're already in a mirror matchup, so it's like, I'm not going to... Yeah. So, I mean, Immortals are just complete, like, complete garbage, and War Prisons or whatever. And, like, the only real weakness Stargate's play is, like, DT, and the hallucinations are basically free, so... Yeah. It's really hard. I thought we saw some games where, like, people were being really sneaky. I think it was Trap. Sneaky with DTs. While Zest, also going yeah. Stargate? Zest, was yeah. that Zest? I thought that was fucking cool, because that's obviously trying to play to the whole, I'm going Stargates, let's let's do it, we're doing the Phoenix's boy, and then, you know, like, sneaking yeah, NGTs yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like That's very strategically smart with, <laughs> with the current meta. Well, he did some really cool stuff. Uh, we talked about it in the broadcast, but, like, still building Phoenix while going DT to really yeah, sell it. That's like a um, proper mindfuck, right? Having the Phoenix mm-hmm. out there to deny the hallucinations that you know are coming, all that kind of stuff was really cool. Um, really yeah, cool. I don't disagree with you necessarily that, like, this... It was kind of fun... To have this tournament on the new patch, well, I mean, you're going to do it anyways, of course, but, like, I liked it because it gave us pro gamers' first look at what they thought was going to change and what works. Uh, and it mm-hmm. is funny because it's, like, some things just absolutely didn't change, right? Like, Zerg play, for the most part, towards the beginning of the tournament, the Zergs that lost were like, oh, man, the creep stuff seems to be really severe. Queens, they, oh, transfuses is not as good. And then you mm-hmm. watch Sarah play and you're like, yeah, well, it's changed, but it looks like it's still fine. And, and I know Sarah's the best player in the world, but like, I felt I felt Sarah like looking at it. Obviously, Sarah's going to do good, right? But when you're sub Sarah, I felt like it you fell off quite quickly. Like there were a lot of Zerg struggling. Even Sarah was struggling against Bunny. And not saying Bunny's bad or anything, but oh, I, I, I I don't I don't think I, I'm not saying the patch is in a spot where I think Zerg is weak. I just think that we need to ex- experiment more with different strategies. We're just going into it like, I practice a fuck ton with this style. This is what I'm comfortable with. I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of the Zergs did, including Rogue and, you know, Sue and whoever the fuck else. They all went into it. I saw Mutas very rarely, and we know Mutas are strong right now. Like, we started seeing it more towards the end. Yeah. It just shows that people are learning as the, as the tournament is going on. Um, and the like Mutas were Sarah winning games, kind of, too. It's like, it's like, yeah, I, Mutas are great. Mutas are great right now. I think it's only Bly that lost games when Mutas EBT or whatever it was, which... 
He was doing every game. Yeah. actually. He's going to Muse, but um, I, I but, really did enjoy seeing some Ling Bay Muse. I know it wasn't every game, but just to kind of have it getting back in there, and it feels like it's not going to be just occasionally. You know, it's not just no, going to no. be like one map that we see it on. So. I don't know, it, it kind of gave me a back. nice feeling where it wasn't just like this wall of Hydras. But you're like, do I have enough to kill the Hydras? Rather, it was a little bit more yeah. with Mutas flying around and then chasing them out yeah. and that type of thing. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I, I really enjoyed that part of it. And I think did, I, to go back to Nurgut's comments, though, I, I do feel like the, the little bit of nerf to Zerg, which I do think we can kind of all agree happened, was necessary. Because um, there's still a lot of the Zergs qualified in that round of eight or whatever the top of that bracket is, but then they all lost that round for the most part, except for Cyril, right? So there definitely is an adjustment period that's going to have to happen, but when you're watching the right. um, Ling Hydra Bailing style, in the past, it felt kind of... It felt like Terran was running for their whole life the entire time, and, and basically the way they won was to get a lucky drop-in while trading out in the middle of the map the entire time. Now it feels a little Ooh. bit more like they can take some of these fights, in particular when they get to the Liberator stage of the Parade Push... Um, they started actually right. winning fights. So go ahead, Nerd, though. You were going to say something. I, I think I think it's different. I don't know. I feel like we're push, pushing it towards Mutas is already a better a better move. More the exciting, way Ling yeah. Hydra, yeah, the way Ling Bane Hydra plays, it's like a wall that you're trying to break the entire game as a Terran player. And it, it's not that fun for the Terran. It's not that fun for the Zerg. We're just sitting yeah. here like, all right, come on, like, give me your best shot. I'm going to Hive. Come on, keep keep doing it. You're trying to clear my creep. That's cute. Yeah. You know, and the Terran player is like, what the fuck? I can't do anything. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to kill mm-hmm. creep here and... I'm getting pushed back. And when you go Ling Bane Muta, not only does it open the aggressive front for the Zerg player, but it also, it's less of a brick wall for a Terran player. Like, when you see Ling Bane Muta, like, get uh, pushed back, it gets pushed back hard. Like, Ling Bane Hydra, not the same. Like, your reinforcements come back, Hydras are really good as a wall there. Yeah. But when you don't have, like, that really sick support for Mutas, they just can't fight. You cannot fight with Mutas without that support. So, like, the whole dynamic changes with it. Yeah. Um, I think overall it's more fun for both races. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Terran players don't hit that wall. For sure, a hundred percent. Like it's action the whole time. Player. It's just also I really action. like the Widowmine changes. I really, really yeah. like the Widowmine changes right now. Agreed. Like it's yeah. come back in a comfortable position where it's not like super cheesy. We get back to that old style of Widowmine that was you know essential because if we didn't have it, it would actually Mutaling Bane would just not be playable, or uh, for the Terran player it would not be playable. You just get wrecked every game. Um, so I feel like we're in this really comfortable ZVT position. I'd love to see where the meta goes with it. The ultra change seems a little weird to me, but we'll see, I guess. I think ultras are the same speed as stimmed bio now, which means you can't kite them as freely. I, I don't know how good that'll be yet, but we'll see, Makes I guess. Them usable. We saw them like, almost not at all, and then at this turn we saw them quite well, a bit, but the, the Zerks lost a lot of games when ultras as well. Right. Yeah, I, I think when the meta kind of develops more, we'll probably see it a lot more. They seem really strong. This is where I'm going with that, not weak. Like, it, it seems like it'll be really strong, like, not being able to kite back, and then every time you stim your ultra swipes or whatever, <laughs> and you've got vipers. I don't know. We'll see. I think it needs to be I strong. I think the ZV... Yeah, because they're just awful if you don't. No one made them. They're awful, but also it's not dynamic. Like, late game is always the same thing with Zerg. Either they're stuck on, like, Viper, Hydra stuff, or... Mm-hmm. They go Broodlord, and that's it. And then Ultras and the Broodlord like is like the turtle unit, the turtle unit of you know, like the one that you kind of have to go with the push or pay at home. I definitely like Ultra faster unit composition as an alternative to Broodlords. I think it makes the game more fun, more fast paced for everybody. Yeah, 
Agreed. So I'm really excited for ZVT is basically what I'm saying. I think yeah. that the match has a lot of improvements in the right direction. We'll have to see. I'm hoping that the muta ZVT Ling Bane muta style doesn't get like too brick wally for the Terran player too, because that can happen. Like if mutas are just shutting down drops left and right. But we'll we'll see. I think it's got a lot of potential. Why does Zerg not make lurkers against Terran? Are they that bad against Terran? They do nothing. They're they're not that. You never bad. see them. Scarlet's playing Ever. them a little bit. They're. A little Solar bit. was doing it for a little bit on some of the more scrunched up maps with lots of ramps. He was trying yeah. them, and it, I mean, once you get the if you get Burrow speed for them, yeah, like they feel much more usable. Before well, that, though, the, I think they're that's just the problem. Too slow. Yeah. Well, the Burrow speed is the biggest thing. You you kind of need it to be vital, or it's vital against that matchup. And if you kind of rush them out, you don't really have the ability to go aggressive ever. And defensively, and, they just feel worse than Lingbane Hydra. Like Bane, Ling kind yeah. of gets you better like and surround and wraparound abilities, whereas they're just going to see all lurkers and not attack you there. They I think also specifically stuff. because uh, I, I could see lurkers gaining some power again now because uh, when it was just Ling, Bane, Hydra for a long time, every build for Terran was a siege tank-based build, which is mm -hmm. already kind of going uh, in the right direction against lurkers. Right. But it sure. goes back to Ling, Bane, Muta, and then you're yep. having... We don't mind base builds all the time. Then we can actually see a reemergence of lurkers a little bit later on. But it's it's never been fully mapped out in ZVT, so that's going to take a long time, I think, for for it to become yeah. anything normal. Like we might see some really smart zergs pop it out occasionally, but I think I would love to see it though. I I find that to be you know that's like StarCraft one stuff there, and that's super fun yeah. to watch, like the splits and the the traps and. I can I, see I, it I not working pre hive. I can see why. I'll, like every time yeah, you're moving, you're picked the off and thing, stuff. Right. But, and you can't also, buff them because they would kill Protoss, so it's it's difficult. Yeah, I'd love to see it more like drop drop utilized because I think Lurker drops against Terran is really sick. As long mm. as like you don't really see uh, Viking sniping Overlords, depending on if it's Mech or Bio, uh, you could probably get an Overlord in a lot of, a lot of the time, and I, it's just not something you ever see. Could be really scary for Terran players to deal with. And hold lurkers, man. You guys, you think hold lurkers baneling is, or burrow is exciting? <laughs> Five lurkers. Well, the problem burrow? is they, the problem is they always scan creep, right? <laughs> not so, always, Jake. That's, that's, that's exactly not it, actually. Yeah. They almost never fight on on creep, almost ever. God, if only you could players. burrow those guys off creep, then you know what I'm saying. Well, you Jesus could. <laughs> that would be fucking weird because Zerg players don't like engaging off creep. Let, let me just be but. clear. Jake's making a weird 100% argument for a situation that is not 100% at all. He's like, you can they always scan. I'm like, just, I don't we all know mistake. that's not true. When I'm 100%. I'm 100%. Okay. That's just a mistake I don't I, make. I have no problem explaining right now that you, what you should be saying is that it won't work that often, but don't tell me that it never works because that's. I'll well, fucking. I'll log into StarCraft right it, now and I'll, I'll play I'd all night and I'll it. make it happen. <laughs> oh my god, Jake. I just, I just think, okay, let's imagine two lurkers are burrowed, right? Versus two banelings. What what do you think has the more better potential here on killing a Terran army? Your argument's that they always scan, right? Yes. The lurkers, you son of a bitch. If you scan banelings, they don't do anything. If you scan lurkers, they still have a chance to do damage. In fact, they still do damage. Well, lurkers are <laughs> way more expensive. But yeah, uh, I, I guess... What is happening? <laughs> Your goalposts are floating in the air and they just teleport to different parts of the universe. And you're like... Good luck kicking a goal now, bitch. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> he goes, which one has the better chance to kill stuff? I go, lurkers. He goes, yeah, but they're expensive. What? Oh, I mean, 
We're like, I would just disagree. Jeff, what's your thoughts on the caravan coming to America? I'm like, well, I think we should let him in. He's like, but killer whales are being eaten in in Japan, Jeff. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Hope to see it. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, Anyways, we were talking about Homestory Cup, but I do like the tangent we went on talking about kind of the new new meta. Uh, Some fun things that came out of Homestory Cup, by the way. It's really exciting. A lot of people are talking about this. Not only is Homestory Cup 19 guaranteed to happen, which is going to be the summer edition next year. So I, I can't remember when this last one happened. Is that March or some shit? I don't know. Anyways. Can't remember. First half of, of next year. Uh, that'll be in Germany. It'll be a normal one. It's going to be sweltering hot. It's going to jam too many people into that building, and we're all going to die. <laughs> but that's Homestory Cup, baby. Um, but then Homestory Cup 20 is going to happen. Um now, he used very careful language to describe this, and it's because he's such a great, passionate guy, uh, and because it's not 100% penciled in, but he puts it at, like, you know, 90% or whatever, and I will just tell you what's trying to be explained here is a venue is not had, payments are not made, um, but he would not tell the public that this is even in the developmental stage unless it was very much so going to happen uh, on some level. So the idea is Home Strike Cup 20 will be in Vegas, is the big, big plan, um, what capacity and, and, and how is, is yet to be determined. But he has a whole year to work on it, so hopefully that can that can be good enough. And then he said that if for some reason Vegas can't happen, they'll do another nice exotic location to make Homestore Cup 20 really nice. Uh, but Homestore Cup 18 was the most viewed Homestore Cup in the history of the tournament. Which- Ever? Ever, 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 ever. That's amazing. That's, that's amazing. Which is insane. Damn, it just continues to kill. And, and before, like, let me just tell you what that means for people. You know, in 2011-12, were there home story cups? Yes, there were. Was StarCraft II the most viewed and watched game on Twitch? Yes, it was. Um, and even then, now a big part of that is that the European hours are suboptimal for maximum viewership. Um the product itself obviously is amazing, but I don't think it necessarily lends itself to all audiences. I think there are probably some people out there, usually in the Bible Belt of America, maybe, uh, who don't appreciate a good Nazi Joker ten. Okay, I don't, I don't know how these people were raised, but they whatever. Um, but anyways, to the Homestar Cup eighteen, the most viewed ever, which is bonkers. Well, that's amazing for our community. Yeah, really. And obviously, uh, Home Strike Cup is literally supported every single time it happens. There's, I don't see it stopping at any point ever, really. I know. I mean, it's been going for this long. We've had low lows, and now well, we're in the like the highs again. They just the the amount of support the community gives is just crazy. It's like yeah. when these guys start opening up for the donations, and then like <laughs> you know, it's jumping up. It's like, oh, we're at twenty k euro. I'm like, oh my. God, you know what's nice? Yeah, I don't think it'll ever end. Yeah, and it's positive really cool too, to which see. I was really liking too. It's not like a some people really don't like, you know, when money is asked for for things. But Homestory Cup has always had that community vibe and feel to it that I think people really get excited and take pride in that. Uh, Ruby, our own Fear Dragon, fucking donated a thousand dollars again. By the way, he did it before. We donated a thousand dollars quietly, um, like on Thanksgiving before the drive even happened. And I know Ravi is a person, by the way. He doesn't want that much attention for this stuff, but I'm going to give him attention for it because that's just amazing because this guy does so much for it. Uh, but he's not alone. There's, like, Loveless from our community, Citro, who's around a lot of these StarCraft streams. I recognize these names. These are really giving people. It's just amazing. Sorry, Jake, you were saying something. 
I was I was actually just going to point out that like we even see oh. community members like Fear Dragon donating that much money. It's just it's incredible. I'd love to do that, but you know. No, oh, yeah, and yeah, that's the other yeah. part of this too. Is I hope people don't feel bad when they're like, I can't do that. It's like, don't feel bad. Oh no. Uh, there are other ways to support, of course, and we, and we do ask that you do the best you can. But um, the nice thing about this community is we all get to take a little bit of responsibility, right? Like, maybe you don't have a thousand bucks to give, but if you told someone to watch it, or you introduce someone to it, or retweeted, yeah. or liked, all that stuff actually does help. And I know it's silly, and I know that we give the most attention to the big, big stuff, but everything does help. And I think Home Story Cups are really nice example of that it's just and i will say too not to, to talk to build off at of this point as a person that attended home story cup it is overwhelmingly super positive it's it's why, one of the reasons why i will probably oh fear dragons the chat what's up buddy um <laughs> i will always do everything i can to attend full disclosure when i first went to home story cups they did not pay me because i was a player that would get knocked out and then and then commentate and then for the first couple after that they helped with my flight to get there, but I, I still wasn't paid, so I was just there to you know be a part of this thing and then do it. Eventually, after like four or five Homestory Cups, I was like, hey man, you know I'm a caster now, you got to pay me a fee. Homestory Cup is the event that pays me the least because they're paying for everything else out of out of their own pocket. But and it's one of the most severe trips I'll ever take too, right? Like it's 13 hours there and 13 mm-hmm. hours back, which Rubby's laughing about because he took a 30 fucking seven hour trip to India. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna do that. But anyways. Um, it's it's really it's it's really hard for me to do. I you know my my stream doesn't go live for like six days while I'm there. It's really rough, but it is such an incredible part of the community, and so many people do such an amazing job of just being like, hey, like that's I set that time aside. I we laugh, we have a good time. I get to celebrate Starcraft. I, I hear all kinds of one of the cool things about Homestory Cup. One of the cool effects that one has is people who don't watch StarCraft watch Homestory Cup because they used to or were around the scene. But that special product, it just has so many feel-good and so many memes about the community that they get to feel plugged in in that time as well. And it really, it just serves a really nice part that if you took Homestory Cup out, our scene would have a a gaping hole in it, right? Like, WCS is amazing, and I fucking love it, but you cannot do Homestory Cup at a WCS. You cannot do any of that. Um, and Home Strike yeah. Up is so important that way. So thank you to all the community people that made it really positive as well is what I'm trying to get at. It's really cool. I feel like Home Strike Up always was kind of like a, an old boys club in terms of viewership too, where it was like mm. uh, a lot. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt this year there was so much more new viewers, a lot more like new interest in it. It was, it was really cool to see that. Like I saw tons of Reddit threads about how this is the first Home Strike Up. It's absolutely amazing, blah, blah, blah. It's really cool to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Tons of new viewers in general, I think, for StarCraft. Yeah, it's a good point, Jake, too, because we are just talking about the high viewership. And, and obviously, one of the natural questions a lot of people ask is, like, where is this viewership coming from? I think we can all attribute it to the game going free-to-play uh, is the biggest deal. There's, there's some other contributing factors, but that one seems to be the biggest of deals. Um, so to your point, it's actually really important that this Home Street Cup and others like it go really well. Um, and that's where I would segue here into saying the production was more on point for this one. There was less... Things like power outages and technical problems, which is really nice. And then I got to say, one of the biggest boons we've had this year, and I'm going to make this argument, is that Serral doing really well is good for StarCraft. Mm. I think actually Serral winning and competing with Koreans and making that storyline has been good for viewership and good for tournaments. There's no question about that, because every time we've had that storyline going on, StarCraft has done really, really well in times where that's fallen off more. StarCraft has gone into lulls a bit more. Yep. 
Um, mm. Like, for instance, think back to Idra and Stefano and stuff and the amount of viewership that they always pulled. They were also very good uh, personalities. But, yeah, it's just like that the whole competing against Koreans, that's like that's like the fun part of our scene. That's what commentary has been pushing forever because yes. it's always been this kind of exciting thing. We've always been underdogs and stuff. But and it's I mean, amazing, too. Cyril's making this so much more exciting yeah. because the Koreans yeah. are still pretty dominant. Yep. Like, really? I mean, yeah, Europeans and some North Americans and South Americans and stuff can definitely take maps and series off of them. But, like, overall, you look at the two groups, and if you take Cyril out of the equation, the Koreans are still the best. Oh, yeah. Um, Certainly. For, for certain. And, uh, but, <coughs> yeah, to have him in there, I mean, that's just, it's ridiculously exciting. But I do, I do have to ask, you know, Cyril fandom aside... Was he a bit of a party pooper not using skins on his units in this tournament? <laughs> That's my big question for today because I really enjoyed seeing fire. skins. Shots fired here. But Cyril, man. Is this a meme? This isn't a meme. He didn't use skins. I'm sitting there watching the finals. Innovation is all these beautiful <laughs> skins on his stuff. Looks great. Cyril's playing some vanilla Zerg, man. Man, yeah. let I, him play. I, I wonder if he was allowed to play with skins in other tournaments, if that would have if that plays a part of it, you know what I mean? Like, if he just feels more comfortable playing without skins, because that's course. just what he's always done. But, I'm sure. yeah, you know, some people don't care at all. I don't, personally don't care at all either. But there so are the people that is, just whine. Not only is Cyril party pooper, but you're a party pooper as well. Wow. No, I'm saying I like the skins. Oh, okay. I'm just, just don't be a skin shamer, Dan. If he wants to, maybe he's a purist. He just likes the original skins, or that's what he works with, you know? Yeah. I think yes. he's a party pooper. I agree. Yeah. We've been a lot of parties here, guys. Um, so, yeah, I think that that has been really nice. Oh, Go ahead. One thing that was interesting about Home Strike Up is I felt the Terran representation within Home Strike Up was extremely high. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was quite surprised because I felt like Terran, Terran would take the most time to kind of, like, figure out its meta. Mm. And I felt like it would be a little, little less utilized than it actually was. But we saw Cyclones utilized very well. Banshee Cyclone was, like, Mar- Mark's thing. I feel like he was the most, like, uh, at, like prepared to use the new cyclones but i felt even when they weren't like bunny was just playing really well like he was just playing out of his mind yeah. he wasn't using anything particularly well like uh you what know, mine CBT, anything, I like, think was mines yeah straight buff there for the most but part it, i just felt like the terran representation was really high i don't know that was interesting to me yeah fully agreed i didn't think didn't think they were abusing anything they just felt like they were playing really yeah. well well, we asked them about it, and they were saying that Terran with new patches, this is what, I can't remember which Korean said it, but one of the Koreans said it was either, gosh, it was either like Bunny or Innovation or something like that. They just said that they get to take advantage of it a little bit more because they just get to be more aggressive while people are, tend to be more passive while they're figuring stuff out is what is the explanation they gave. That's possible. Um, that makes sense. The other side of it, too, is other than the Cyclone becoming kind of a crutch before this patch, so that in that way they did have to kind of rethink some matchups. They mostly just got straight buffs. Like, things just got a little bit better for them. Uh, appropriately yeah. so. And then there were some nerfs to the other races a little bit, right? Um, less relevant ones for Protoss, obviously, in my opinion. Really funny, I think the, by the Cyclone's way. actually just insane. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's so good. It's it four-shot stalkers. Like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on with this unit? Defensively, it's just disgusting. Like, you get a Cyclone out, you already have a Tech Lab on your factory. You're not dying to anything. You build a tank, you build another cycle, whatever the fuck you want. You're not yeah. dying to anything. It's a good change. I, I like that. It's better than what it was, which was put a reactor on a proxy factory and then 
whole half oh. your SCVs, and that's your whole. That's yeah. like the five of the seven games you play, and it's like, okay, well, that was stupid. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot, and it falls off in the mid game. So I, at least in TVP, I don't feel like you see many like ten cyclone pushes no. or whatever. It's just like a good defensive unit that you're not going to die to anything with. Yeah. What better than like this crazy ass aggressive unit? It can still be used aggressively, but I think it's not the place for it with a tech lab requirement. They're doing great changes. Like, uh, mm. I, one yeah, of the well funniest. I, you guys probably talked about this, but I was too busy being a bad host and like rolling my eyes and laughing or something. But like, gateways automatically changing to warp gates now. It's it's kind of like mm. stepping into a modern car and not knowing that you'd like it to know when to turn on its headlights, but then it does, and you're like. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the future. The future's now. It feels good. I'm really happy about this. You guys aren't as enthused as I am. I guess you guys. Well, you, you play. No, Zerg I, I, I like it. I just too. think. I was. was I feel like Zerg didn't really have much. Because I'm so used and, to going back and clicking, and I still go back and click, and then it's like, no, I'm already doing it, Tosis. You were slow. You have like phantom <laughs> payments back, like clicking, but it's already happened. I feel like we have to find a way to balance out like quality of life changes hmm. too. Because, like, that's a great quality of life change, don't get me wrong, but Terran and Zerg don't necessarily have the same situations. I'm not saying that I felt like this was weird, but I think it will get weird if we keep doing quality of life changes for everybody. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just my opinion. Have you you noticed that there's three different races in StarCraft 2? I have. You did notice that? Like, for example, people want to do fucking, like, reactors on whatever side of the building you want. Like, those changes are huge, you know? Yeah. I'm okay with Terran staying. Let's keep him angry. I don't. The day, the day that there's a happy yeah. Terran, I'm going to be really uncomfortable. I'll be like, what is the. Catch? I like occasionally a Terran dying because their tech lab or their reactor's yeah. on the wrong side of the building. Hey, I man. Think that that's... I really like that. So I like it. Yeah. I'm okay with The it. lings can break through. You can't repair that. It's still building. Get the fuck out of the game. And I don't like, I don't like <laughs> the idea that you can just put a reactor wherever you want. You know, like that's just fucking. You have yeah. it to the right here. Put it on the top. How stupid no. would that look? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Not okay with this. All right. But when right. you know, one thing. This is terrible because this is going to reignite the Q and A section with the worst kind of questions, which is fine because they're already pretty bad. But like, um, <laughs> I wish they gave a reason to have gateways be gateways. Like, you could switch them yeah, between gateways and warp cool. gates in the late game and mid game after you get the upgrade, but there's absolutely, there's actually no reason. There's zero reason. So, if there was some kind of weird micro mechanic where if you're paying attention, it did something faster or it, I, it well, actually, one unit faster, what? It, the, um, <laughs> with warp gates previously, it was technically faster. I remember someone mapped this out. If you built units out of gates, change them in warp gates, warped in units, change them back, built them out of gates. Like, if you had done that, if that was your macro cycle, apparently that would make units quicker. You ready for this? This is my favorite, by the way. Whenever I say something stupid, I only know to look at the chat and see stupider things, and then I'm like, okay, I'm still like a <laughs> superb human being. Some of the chat's making the argument that the reason you change the gateways is for queuing of units. Mm, no. No, I feel yeah, like at, at some point, than and spending bank. At anywhere on the map. Blizzard, Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Blizzard thought, you know, like we're going to make it so you can change it. It's gonna, it's gonna have the utilize, utilization somewhere. You know what I mean? But I feel like it fell apart, and they're just like, "Fuck it, we're making like because it, it fell apart really early." You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like that was the the point of it. At some point, was like maybe defensively, like the other gateway would be better, <laughs> and then aggressively it would be. I don't know, guys. 
This is happening in real life. I, I, I'm sorry, Jake. I'm sure what you said is smart, but I, I can't actually pay attention because this is actually consuming every ounce of my existence right now. Someone's like, no, listen. Your supply blocked and you've got a bank, so you queue up units behind that so that they can build sequentially without you having to go, stop. This is like oh, that, yeah. this is that moment. I've got a car this. full of four people and my tire blows out and we like pull over. And I'm like, well, i got to change the tire. So I was like, No! What if all four of us lift the car up and have tires on our shoes? And then we roll. And I'm like, what are you saying right now? They're like, listen about it. And you start giving this long explanation. And all I want to do is take you and throw you out into traffic. I just want to end it now. Yes, you can queue up units. And yeah, it'll... <laughs> but it'll spend your money. <laughs> this is a discussion on there being an incentive. Not you're a fucking terrible player and you're pocketing little walnuts in your beard so that, like, six months later, you can be like, I forgot I had walnuts in my beard. And people will be like, well, <laughs> couldn't you just have walnuts in a sensible place? They're like, yeah, but if I put them in my beard, I'll have them wherever I go. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no. Go ahead, Dan. So, yeah, for StarCraft two, that doesn't work. <laughs> there was someone in my chat that was trying to tell me, like, oh, part of the reason you lose TVP is you don't queue up when you're getting maxed out on your facts. Oh and my so God. I kind of railed into him like you just did there, and then I thought about it. Where did like, this... Well, I guess you can queue up when you max out, and then they'll just instantly build the oh moment you lose any units. So I guess theoretically, that can be good in certain situations. Sure, not so that, yeah, not, not sure. That's fine. Yeah. But that which day nine daily do we need to go back and destroy, guys? I'm sorry, which one? It's going to be <laughs> day nine daily two ninety three, where he's like, and if you get supply cap. Make sure to queue up a bunch of units because it's better for you. And people are like, mm, Day 9 says to do that, so that must be what we do. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Fusion card dance. Fusion Fucking card Dan dance. mentioned coaching earlier. I used to, I put myself through college off of coaching StarCraft. And here's the thing I sold my lessons in bundles of like five, six, seven, or eight because the first three lessons had to be to hear what they learned from a Day 9 daily and to <laughs> explain to them. That that advice is good, but not applicable to right now. Or like it just—it was incredible. People were like, "Well, no, I'm day nine said never to queue up units, so I never do." And I'm like, "You're bronze. You have seven thousand. You know minerals. what my favorite you... thing about coaching on this rant is? Yeah, when you coach someone and they're like arguing with you about something or something. I'm like, Happened this lot. happens a lot with me. Oh, we're yeah. like, we're we're coaching and, and they're just like, no, that's not a good thing. And then we get into like this balance discussion and he's like platinum or something. I'm like, yeah. the fuck's the point of coaching? Well, Jay, and, you know you, what I mean? If you keep coaching, you'll hit this level that I did, this ascendancy where you go, because I was paid by the hour. So they'd, they'd argue with me and I'd be like, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, sure. You know what? Here's what I recommend. And they're like, but I actually just watched stats do this other thing. And I'm like, you're, you're in silver. And what stats does in his GSL match that he's been preparing for for two weeks doesn't make any sense to us right now. But I'll, we can keep talking about this. And by the way, we've got 12 minutes left. And they'll be like, well, all right. I'd like to work on this. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then and at the end, I, I'd expect them to be really upset, but they'll be like, so when can I schedule it for next week? And I'll be like, we'll schedule, yeah, I got time Tuesday to unwork everything you thought you learned here. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyways, nothing, I had a lot of great, 99% of my students were wonderful, by the way, because there's like 17 of them in the chat, so I don't want you to think that I'm mad about you guys. Um, I took us on a, on a terrible tangent. Let's just end on the Home Story Cup thing and just say it was fantastic. Sarah wins again. 
Yes. There's so many series you need to watch. Go to Take TV on Twitch. I think their VODs are free to watch. There's highlights all over the place. Um, as as Dan said, they raised another 20,000 euro just to put towards the next couple Home Story Cups. Home Story Cup 19 is guaranteed to happen. We'll do another fundraiser there. Dennis, uh, having spoken to him in person, and this is just me relaying it to you guys, he's over the moon. StarCraft's his main game for next year, guys. I don't think you understand how big of a fucking deal that is. The last couple years... He's been doing other events. He's been looking for other games to do because he has a company. He has employees and a big-ass building in Germany. Um, he needs to pay the bills. And, you know, I don't fault him for, for, for all that. But all of a sudden, he's like, well, actually, StarCraft's crushing it. So I guess we'll just make that the focus. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's really and amazing. He is just so brilliant. Like, Dennis, I, I've talked about this before when we talk about Home Story Cup, but, like, even like this stupid T-shirt that Hearthstone wears on the yes! couch, this subscription ambassador, <laughs> and they get two thousand subs from that. Dennis is actually just brilliant. He has so many ideas that are just like, oh damn, <laughs> like I I don't know how else to put it. He just the, yep. he's the only one that can do what he does. Dennis and crew, to be fair, uh, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, of course. The whole, he, the whole he's, he gets the lion's share, of course. Well, Hearthstone some... was fucking brilliant. He should win an yeah. Oscar. Like that was he was fucking sick. There's some good. There's some homestar. It questions me why he doesn't have two thousand subs himself. Like, what the fuck? What because is he doing on his channel? Squeezing a sub out of a European is harder than landing at Normandy. I will tell you right now. <laughs> the guy that's done both. Um, there are some other MVPs as well. Sarah was surprisingly, maybe not surprising for everyone, but for me, it was just really fun to be around. Really nice on the couch. He was honest as he always is, and he fucking crushed it again. I thought it would be a real big shame if, like, the patch hits and then he just, like, donks out a series and then we have to always look at, refer to that as, you know, oh, maybe Cyril's kind of losing it or a BlizzCon or whatever. But nope, he just quietly went on and murdered everybody again and looked absolutely incredible, um, which makes me feel good. I want I want some normalcy. You know, I want, I want a lot uh, of that. Out of curiosity, uh-huh. this is a discussion. Do you think that Cyril is kind of coming out of his shell or do you think his personality is more like... I don't know how to explain this. If he, if he, do you feel like he has like a more um, personality that's not blossomed yet, or do you think he's just more like quiet as like a hundred percent? He's coming out of his shell, and I, and it's not actually Home Story Cup that I would even look to. I'd look at BlizzCon no, yeah. where Smix asked the same question she's asked him probably at every WCS stop, and you saw Cyril actually catch himself with an inadequate answer. She's like, she had to ask the painful like, "How do you feel?" And, and he like started to look at her and be like. Well, obviously very good. And then he realized that's not a full answer. So he's like, this has mm-hmm. been something I've right. wanted to do. I've had this goal. Like, he, you know, it's not like he's about to win presidency with a Barack Obama-esque speech. But <laughs> he's definitely trying and thinking more about being more of a, a person. And it's just awesome to watch. And, yeah. you know, to be fair, like, he's he's doing really well uh, with that as well. Because you have to take into consideration how young he is. How hard he has to practice at this video game, which is kind of a lonely video game anyways, right? Uh, the culture he comes from is not particularly yeah. known as a bunch of outgoing guys like some other cultures are, right? Uh, when you put all that together, he's, I mean, I think that he's on a path to just be like, yep, I don't know, the the everything in StarCraft. Yeah. Well, he, Let me know, take it from what's just, he's going to get older and better. He's got more experience and. I know exactly what you're saying, Dan. Here's what Dan's yeah. building up to. <laughs> he's 20 years old. He's going to have a million dollars in his bank account. He's handsome as fuck, and he's the best player at the hardest game in the world. Yeah. This guy is going to 
He's going to need to think long and hard about who he's going to settle down with and make a make a you know, a future with because if he doesn't, we're in danger of all kinds of illegitimate Serils just running around. And I don't want listen. I don't want a German Serils. I don't want a Polish Serils. Okay, keep it keep it Finnish. Keep them purebred. That's what I'm saying here. I want, I want Finland on top. Well, thank you, Jeff. That's, for that's what Dan was building up to. <laughs> That's clearly That's, what I was going I like for. your opinion, Dan. I, I agree with it. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's what Dan was wanting to say there. Uh, so, yeah, that's Homestory Cup. Thank you guys so much. But a nice little segue from Homestory Cup, because that's not the only thing that's, that Homestory Cup produced. A week ago, mm. my man, Dan Artosis here, hosted a wonderful pylon show in my absence, and he had some fantastic guests on here, including Jake, No Regret, Umpleby. But I would ask ourselves this question before we play this little soundbite. No Regret? Well, I'll let no you guys regret. decide. Go ahead and play that clip there, Matt. Uh, he's getting out 100%. Yeah. I will eat yeah. a shoe if he doesn't. You guys can poke, okay. poke me with this. Be careful, I man. I don't see him coming. Still, people are still waiting on me. Swallowing so it feels bad, man. Moment. <laughs> so Iliag also was supposed to eat a shoe that he never ate. Who, who was? So Iliag. Iliag. Yeah. yeah, I heard about this. He was definitely supposed to be the shoe. Never happened. Too. Um, but I, I actually will. I'm a man of honor. Okay. I will try at least. <laughs> like, okay. You know, I was doing my best to talk about like, this. Like, I'll take a fork and a knife. It's okay. Yeah, if it's, if it's I'm a man of my word. Shoe, you could eat it. Right? You just be like saying it. Probably. Yeah, it's... it's I yeah, mean, I dug know, myself into through, right? a crevice. I mean, I mean to be fair... It's Looking at it, I'd probably still do it. Because we're definitely supposed to get out of that fucking group. Hang on, one chicken at a time, one chicken at a time, hang on. going to end anyway, so we might Jet as well. lag, you know. Matt, we're good. Maybe. No. Yeah, how long is this clip? What the fuck? Matt, Matt likes it a lot, so he's going to let it play for seven and a half minutes. But, um... <laughs> Jake, so our next topic is that Mr. No Red here, uh, and I love that. that. That whole clip, by the way, has such a wonderful, like, Dan did actually try to I shouldn't to have brought it. the honor stuff, because then I probably could have weaseled my way out of it. But like I said, I bring my honor into it, now I'm just fucked. You put hand on heart too, man. This is it was, yeah. it was like I fucked up, boys. But, you know, it, it was like a devil deal. Like there was a demon that appeared and had it was like, go ahead, sign in blood on this book, and you're like, you know what? I'll sign in blood. <laughs> Rogues getting out of the group is how I thought of it. I'll like, sign in like what's the upside for you, Jake? He's like, I look cool right now. Yeah, <laughs> I've already got the upside. It's I'm like, funny. Well, it's funny because I feel like people do react react more with eat a shoe than any other fucking term I could have possibly said. You know what yeah. I mean? Literally any other exaggeration, no well, one would yeah. be tweeting at me. It'd be so no funny if you would have said, like, I'll eat my own foot. I'm going to say, chop my arm foot. off. Yeah, no one yeah, expects that. Like, but eat a shoe, that's something you go down for, you know? Which it, I thought it was interesting because I've never seen that before, but well, that's whatever. I think it's going to be very interesting. Jake, go ahead and talk we'll a little what, bit about, because you you said you put, you're doing this. You said you're going to, you tweeted out even that you're doing it. At yeah. Games and Dreams, end of uh, December, which is going to be an awesome event anyways. But I guarantee you, you're going to get a fuck ton more viewership because you just said you're going to eat a shoe. So what is your plan well, to eat this shoe? I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. What? We'll see what happens. We have this whole fucking segment. What do you want me to do? I'm going to fucking deep fry the shoe. Get yeah. My, what do you, like, well, what do you, you want me to do? Tell me your plans. Your little sh- pure leather shoe, right, with no uh-huh. synthetic stuff, and you got to boil it, right? Isn't that how you're supposed to eat shoes? I feel like there's lots of things I could do here, and that's what I'm I'm thinking about. Jake, this will not affect your viewership if you tell me how you're going to eat a shoe. 
No, I'm just thinking about how it, how it plays down. You know what I mean? How it goes down. Yeah. There's a lot of things to think about here. What are you thinking? Well, there's loopholes is all I'm saying. I can get around this. Mm, okay. Oh, you're but not going to eat, eat a shoe. shoe. Maybe he'll wear pizza around on his feet and then eat that. <laughs> oh. There's things. Okay, I we'll would figure accept it out. that anyways. You're <laughs> on your foot. Am I right? Am oh, my I God. Right? You are going to weasel out of this. I thought you said you're a man of I'm armor. not going to weasel out of it. I'm eating you a shoe. You expect him to... Eat I'm eating a shoe. It's like I said I'd swallow a sword if San got out of his group, and then he got out of his group. You remember this? And then everyone's like, "Oh, you got to eat a sword, Artos." I'm like, "I'm not going to eat a sword." <laughs> well, that's, gonna, that's Jake's point. You're out of speech. You know, if Jake said he was going to eat his own family, they're like, "Hey, enjoy the shoe, blah blah." And the other half were like, "If you eat a shoe, you're going to fucking die of like poison or whatever the well, fuck, because there's tons of carcinogens or whatever in shoes." That's what the so I'm like, demand. "Well." Half of them want it. The other half are like, you're probably going to die, but still want it. So I, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do here. I need to think about it, but certainly something will happen at Memes of Dreams. I'm not going to do nothing. Okay. We'll figure it out. That's basically where I'm at right now. Yo, All right. Well, this is the most disappointing segment in the history of the I don't know what show. you wanted me to do. <laughs> All I got from this segment is that you're thinking of a way to get out of this. That's what I took from this. <laughs> well... <laughs> Would you be? What do you want me to give you my shoe recipe? Proper to just back up and be like, "Hey guys, remember? (laughs) Remember that unreasonable thing I said? I'm not going to do it." Damn, that's why this is funny. I was expecting that, but then he literally, we were talking about at home strike up, and in the chat, he's like, "No, I'm eating a shoe." And then he tweets out that day, "I guess I should sell out. I'm doing it at shoe. Well, you know what? I gotta give him a hand because this is also why he's a very strong Zerg player. Is when he commits, he doesn't stop committing. All right. Exactly. This is a he's very decisive, and it's more important uh, to be decisive and do something bad and wrong than it is to be indecisive. You know. I'm a man of honor, Jeff. Okay, I'm going down with this ship. Well, we'll just see how it goes. I am. If I if, if I have, know, if I have stock and no regret, I'm selling right now. I'm not. Are you selling, though? Because memes and dreams is going to be lit, you know? (laughs) Especially if you eat a shoe is what I'm saying. If you're in the background and Special's eating fried chicken and you're mowing down on a boiled leather shoe. Is that good or bad for the stock? It's really good if you did that. It's good. It's good. We'll see, I guess. We'll see what happens. You can go to the top of Reddit. This could be your moment, Norgret. This could be the most famous. I I have to think about it. Is it worth possibly dying? Yes. Maybe. Well, no, I can't say that, actually, for legal reasons. Don't do it, but, you know. (laughs) <laughs> legal reasons right well i don't want this sound either we're like playing any of like a week from now like no actually your events in three or four weeks but uh yeah we'll i can't I, I don't I, I, I don't know i don't know i don't know what to say i don't have a recipe if that's what you're asking me i'm just glad i made it under another pylon because you do have a recipe. Is, uh, and ed we're getting paid right so you know this is good times <laughs> i should just keep doing this stuff keep getting invited back to pylons that's true that's how i'll support myself well i'll tell you what all right, so if uh, what happens if I do something crazy next year or next week? Let's see. Hmm. I don't know if I want to make a prediction because people might actually hold me to it. They will. And there's no tournaments to predict anything in, so. <laughs> sorry, we'll Jay. We'll, there's now, time to, we'll figure it out, but I want to see what happens with the shoe eating. So sorry, audience. It's going to be a little bit of a mystery um, as to whether or not this – the way he says that, it might just be I the way Canadians say everything. Well, see, hmm. A shoe. My my spine's tingling. There's, <laughs> I was all excited. All right, well, that's that segment. Next up, nice. Next up, the bone draw. 
Are we going to do the bone twisting again? I thought so, but Matt's got this picture queued up, and I'm wondering, did someone make this a whole topic? Because you guys sometimes do that. You take my beautiful, pristine show, and then you put little warts (laughs) in there. I don't think so. I have no idea, Jeff. Only you can see what you see. see Yeah, I don't don't see that. Matt had a picture of uh, Rifkin putting a... I mean, just show him the picture, Matt. You got it. You got it here. We can do it. <laughs> we got to do it now. We got to see it too. Yeah. I'm like, I hope this is not a whole subject. Oh, the BTSL be... metal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Hang on, hang on. Here it comes. That's not it. <laughs> That's not it. And there you go. Nice. Play it. Be a Starcraft player. They said. Is that like a <laughs> that record scratch meme? It's like. Rrr! So you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> anyways that um he won the btsl or whatever so rifkin on stream there crowned him the champion which is kind of cool yeah it's nice it's cool it's cool how many how many people get to go to home story cup and interact with each other it's just yeah. such a it's it's like it's almost like a, a blizzcon without all the other games getting in the way, you know? Yeah. A little bit. It's just like most of the community or not, well, not most, but a big chunk of community is there. So very social. It's super cool. Very awesome. Okay. So the next topic should be Bondra, right, Matt? Is that okay. Well, hang on. Can I, can I intro this topic, Jeff? <coughs> you absolutely can. Let me just make sure. Yes, it is. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So the question arises, is Cyril a Bonjoa? Let's talk about Bonjoa for a moment. I'm going to read directly from the Liquipedia page. Bonjoa is a term used to describe a player who dominates the StarCraft scene for a long period of time. A Bonjoa has a very high winning percentage and successful title wins. However, a Bonjoa is not defined by his statistics or record. Rather, a general consensus is reached that he is the most dominant pro gamer of his era. Okay, so let me add a couple things in here because this is kind of a short little um, thing. Oh, okay, actually, let me read this origin little piece of the Wikipedia too. Bonjoa in Korean was originally the self-raising first-person pronoun used to distinguish oneself. In StarCraft, the name Bonjoa was first used as a nickname for July, even though he was not a Bonjoa. As a term to name a particularly dominant player, it was established during the Savior era. Okay, so let me expand upon this a little bit because this is like a very kind of short <laughs> words within. I mean, Liquipedia does a great job, but to add a little bit more background. Uh, so there's only been a handful of Bonjois. Uh They were all decided by the Korean scene. Um, the it, it says here, you know, they, they gave it as a nickname to July and it was actually established during Savior Area. I don't remember those two things specifically, but... Specifically, the Bonjois were Boxer, Nada, I Love Uve, Savior, and then Flash basically twice. Uh, Flash is considered like a level above everybody, Bonjois-wise, though, even, and he still is, and it's like... So he's he's a little bit different, but the other ones were kind of the Bonjois, where, um, you know, it, it was like very obvious these were the greatest players for, for this moment in time. I guess... The reason why they said about July, he's actually the one that knocked I Love Oob out of his Bonjoa status. Mm. So that was kind of an exciting thing. Um, and anyways, uh, so we haven't actually had one that was announced in StarCraft 2, right? We kind of let the Korean scene do this. They've always done it. They've always been in control of it. They did not ever say that MVP was a Bonjoa, for instance, or anything like that. I think that there is a handful of players like uh, 
obviously like MVP, um, maybe like uh, innovation. Uh, innovation, yeah, that was the one I was looking for. Innovation, um, Maru, uh, you know, Serral, Rogue uh, before Maru. Um, these are players that I think we could look at and try to figure out statistically where they line up against uh, these other players. But no, none, no, Bonjo has ever been actually named. Um, and I would just say I agree by with that, Greens. by the way. I don't think StarCraft yeah. 2 has had a Bonjo until potentially Cyril. Because um, for me, it, I, what I like about the description for Bonjo too is that it's it's more than just statistics. You don't hit this number and then, boop, you're that. It has to be kind of almost a feeling you have. And it's yes. obviously, there's yes. no organization that names this. It's literally like something that comes up from the ground up. And it has always been the Korean scene, which I think will be our biggest argument against it for Cyril. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about that in a little bit, but um, it's always been a thing where it's like the way they win, how they win, what they win, and then Very how they're important. regarded by the pro gamers is what and gives it that bond to a feel. That feeling that Jeff is talking about is super duper real because I've watched StarCraft literally since the very first games. And I remember each one of these ones that were Bonjois, Boxer, Nada, I Love yeah. Move, Savior. Each player, when they were in their Bonjoa form, I felt it. And I think everyone who watched a lot felt yeah. it where it was like, oh no, he's winning this tournament. Like this guy's a badass. No one can beat him. Right. And. So it definitely it was a feeling rather than because I'm sure yeah. you can find huge discrepancies between the Bonjas compared to everyone. There's different amounts of tournaments, different types of play at the different times. Uh, and the thing is, we have like Flash doing that again, where it's like if he I mean, he just got to the finals and lost two to three efforts. So that was like, whoa, because it really seemed like he should win. Uh, but with Savior, I mean, uh, with uh, Cyril right now, does it not feel like that? Like it. A hundred percent does. He keeps winning tournaments. But there is one thing I want to point out too, right? Because first off, we haven't had it in StarCraft 2 yet. But there is a big difference to what these players were doing and what Serral is doing now. Now, Serral, I think, is... Uh, there's been more tournaments that he's won in a row than these guys, I would say. Um, he's kind of hitting that level where I'm like, okay, well, there's two ultimate players ever right now, and it's like Flash and Serral. But at the same time... Every tournament that Cyril's winning, are, these are weekend tournaments where you go and you play for the weekend. And we talked about this maybe last week, Jake. I can't remember. Or maybe it was the week before Probably. with you, Jeff, where it's reactive Zerg play can help you with a weekend tournament as opposed to a prepared tournament. Where all the mm-hmm. bones was were in these prepared tournaments where it's like even if you're preparing for a month for this player, he still beats you. And we haven't seen Cyril come to GSL yet because that's the only thing we have in StarCraft 2 like that. But I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. I'm curious if you feel like um, the term bonjour translates to StarCraft 2 the same as it does in Brood War. You know what I mean? No, I don't. What do you mean? Like, I feel like the term is... Like, the games are very different. You know what I mean? I I don't know how to explain it. It's just a way that I feel. That I feel like bonjour as a term doesn't really fit StarCraft 2 the the way it did Brood War. I I disagree, but I I can kind of see what you're getting at. There's a lot of patches. The the structure of the tournaments is different. I mean, I... I really it wasn't around when Brood War Bonchos were a thing. This is like really, you know, I would have been like five, six, seven, whatever age. Yeah. So I don't know if the term fully, I fully understand it, but I just feel like it doesn't fit as well as it should. I would say that as it did. in the eight years we've had StarCraft II, the reason we haven't had a Bonjo is for a lot of the reasons you just stated. And I do agree with that, maybe making it harder for some people to grasp and wrap their head around, but like, 
the skill ceiling in StarCraft 2, um, and it's gotten better over time, and I would say Legacy Void and, and every patch we get, it's getting better and better. But mm-hmm. certainly mm-hmm. the further back you go, there's only so much you could do, and then and that's why there's a lot of exchange, right? But then there'd be these patches and maps that come out, and there's so much variance in the game. It's a very regionalistic game as well, whereas Broodware never was. All the best players, 100% were in Korea. Yeah, yeah. We had Mondragon, we had a couple guys show up, and they were good, but every time they faced any Korean WCG or went over there, it was, it was not even close. Yes, we had Gur back in 1999, but that was like, that was like essentially when that could happen, when there was... The game was still very good, but what was to come... Like, if you drop Flash off now in 1999, he doesn't lose a map. He doesn't lose, <laughs> he doesn't lose a map. And it's the same game, you guys. It's, it's like literally almost the same game. He would not lose yeah. a map for ever. Right. Um, so it's different. It's very different. But in StarCraft II, uh, there's been a number of reasons why we haven't had a Bondra, and I think it is a lot of that variance. But I also think it's the game, and I think that's a fair criticism, and I think this is a little bit what you're getting at, Jake, and I can I can agree with that. Start mm-hmm. Brood War, you are fighting a grizzly bear in a, in a fucking <laughs> log cabin. It's The game is fighting you. Your opponent's a master class warrior. You are, you know, there's so many things that go right or wrong. It's insane. StarCraft II is the hardest game modern uh, that we can play, but it is not Brood War. And if anyone even tries to tell you that, they're being dishonest or they don't know the two games very well. But as we go mm-hmm. forward to now, Legacy of the Void, that gap to me used to be ridiculous. It's it's getting closer. It's still, by the way, Brood War is the harder game. I, I don't know that there, there'll ever be a time where I can say otherwise, and I don't think I ever should, by the way. That's not involuntary. Mm-hmm. You don't want a Brood War right now. Nobody would fucking play it. <laughs> it, would, it would not do well. I mean, Blizzard's taking steps in the opposite direction, right? Like, they're trying to make quality of life changes. They're trying to make the game more accessible to everyone, right? It's just yes and insane. no. Yes no. They're making it harder. I mean, but I agree with you. They're also making it smoother and stuff like that. Um, but where I do not necessarily disagree with Jake, because I can I can hear Jake's like uh, he's more kind of posing a feeling. I could be that he totally has. wrong, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, I, could be totally I think wrong. that's fair. This is my I think we can have a Bonju in StarCraft Two. I think, and this is where my opinion comes in. I think Serral approaches that. Um, I don't think we get to say it right now because it doesn't quite have that feel just yet. And I really do think the only thing that's missing for me is for him to go do a season of GSL. And yes. if, if he goes to if he goes and does, because we've seen him dominate the weekend tournaments, he has faced the GSL players. So that's where I see that argument in the chat. That doesn't do anything for me. They're like, no, he's got to beat Mar. He's got to. No, like he's played <clears> him. Uh, the four series he lost this year, one of them was tomorrow in like January. And even that was close. And then he picked up steam for the rest of the year. We saw him in a best of one, unfortunately, against Maru, and he destroyed him in a long game. If 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 like if you're holding on to that, you look at that game and you go, Maru would have beat him in the series if it was best of five. Though I'm like, get the fuck out of my, you know, like this is not even. But where the defense does come in is he needs to sit down and have people look at his play for a week or a few days at least, prepare yeah. for him, and then he sits down and plays a best of five or best of seven. And if he can win in that environment, so, he's that the would be insane. You have to imagine, like, imagine someone like uh, T.Y. or Rogue or whoever the fuck is in the finals against uh, Serral. Every Korean is pulling their resources, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, everyone. Doesn't matter if you're from Jin Air. Doesn't matter if you're from fucking Splice. Everyone is pulling for that Korean. Because if, if you know, Serral comes by and slaps a Korean in GSL, like, Last that would be insane. Of the Koreans, right? <laughs> Right. I, I want to jump back to what you were saying there for a minute, Jeff. Yeah. And I think that a part of the reason why it was 
Uh, well, it wasn't common, obviously, at Bone Chua's over 20 years. We've had five in StarCraft 1. Um, but uh, the skill differentiation that you can have within Brood War is higher than in StarCraft 2. Uh, right. In the basically because the mechanics are so hard, right? And the mm. skill is, I think, just as deep as StarCraft 2, but the mechanics are where you can be like, well, there's so much that you need to do. You can kind of like get to this level where you have this, <coughs> uh, like, you just seem unbeatable. But the thing is, if you look at the stability of Serral's performance, that's what it looks like. Like, he's not losing series. And before. In StarCraft 2, we never had this because people could play mechanically at very similar levels. Then a lot of it would come to str- strategy. There's a lot more hard counters in StarCraft 2, so it would add a little bit of volatility to it. This is also part of the reason we have more best of threes, best of fives, best of sevens in StarCraft 2 as opposed to StarCraft 1. Because, again, in StarCraft 1, if you were this much better, you just kind of win no matter what. Um, but just the fact that he actually has this this unbeaten streak where he's his stability is adding more arguments towards him being a bourgeois. Yeah. Because that's kind of what it what it was in StarCraft 1. But it's, and I mean, like, yeah, sure, maybe Cyril's mechanics are a little bit better than everyone's, but it's not super better, right? He's he's more like, oh, I just always know what to do, which is kind he's of... Like, he's like 330 effective APM, by the way. EAPM. He's what? He's like he's 330 good, yeah. effective APM. How much? 330. 330. 330 that's insane that's insane. i just when i look at it insane. 330 yeah. i oh i God. i think he's he's definitely if we if we can have a term down on bonjo like we could probably see if he qualifies or not but when we're, we're kind of setting like this arbitrary i agree i think we definitely need to see him sit down and have a tournament played out where everyone can prepare and that would be like a for sure like he is definitely the best no doubt about it but um I don't know. I feel like all the series, like a lot of series he plays is actually really close to a lot of four threes. Um, even at Montreal was really close. I think Let's... you can't penalize him for that though. Yeah. I think that that's, that's an unfair penalty if they're close series, because if you actually win at the end of the day, because <laughs> there's certain styles, yeah. there's even in my opinion, different races that you, you should have more clear series if you're a better player. Because you're sure. playing a more defensive game and you're trying to absorb, and I think that, that would be a very Zerg-based thing. Whereas if you're way better and you're a Protoss, maybe you're rotating through strategies. Yeah. Just an idea I have, but I think you can't you can't penalize him for that. I just wonder, because the way you guys are talking, like he shouldn't be Bone Troy or something, are we penalizing him for just not being in Korea doing this? And, and I here's the thing, though, and this will, this will speak out to the hardcore that, StarCraft yeah. fans, but I think it's, it's unfair... But this is the first time where this term is even being argued for on behalf of someone that's not a Korean. Um, so, so it becomes a, a different thing that we have to, to take into account. And I do think that there is something to be said for... Because what Abonjo is to me, and this is always... It's just been, they are the best player of that era, of that time. Uh, and it is something more. And I see that for Serral in everything except that he has not gone to Korea and won the GSL. And, and I know that seems really, it might seem a little bit arbitrary because he's beaten these players and whatnot, but to me, yeah. in this day and age, so that's the other thing too, is you have to look at it a different lens than just what, you know, Nada and these guys did. It's, it's a different, it's a different era. He needs to go to Korea. He needs to sit down with the best of the best Koreans and play in their format is the, is the, the thing here, right? That's the Korean mm-hmm. format. Being able, the luxury of being able to prepare and then play a best of five 
and know your opponent, know your maps in a lot of cases before um, you even get to to compete. That's their format, and if you're going to be the bonder, you have to do that. Um, right. I, I what I do like I is a lot of people shut. Like the thing is, and I say that by the way, and I would tell you, Sarah was the best StarCraft two player this year, and he's not the bonder. Certainly, it would be my argument. I would agree hundred <clears throat> percent. If, but, if there's no question that he's the best player of this year, yeah, I don't think Across anyone could make sports. an argument. Yeah, I, and I really there's no argument whatsoever. Oh, yeah. especially with BlizzCon, like uh, this uh, is it, well, it's the most impressive thing that we've ever seen in StarCraft Two, by far. Really? <laughs> by far, I agree. and the I fact agree. that he won Home Story Cup. This is a. I mean. He played Innovation in the finals. You can't tell me that's not legit right there. Okay, he wasn't he at 3-2 Innovation at one point as well? It's like, okay. Innovation this kid bunny, really knows. Zest said he um, wanted to face him, couldn't get there. It's just amazing. So, I yeah. mean, we're looking. Katowice's already been announced. I want Cyril to go to Korea so badly. So he is. Badly. He's going to Korea. So, that, so that, that'll be our segue because I think this is basically the same topic. Yes. Uh, he's got a picture for her. This is another topic. Um, Cyril is going to Korea. I watched him give several interviews. He said at Home Story Cup, um, the extreme details of this are a little bit silly. Obviously, I think he's going to stay with Jake at that wonderful. What, what do you call your house? Is it Unity still? Or yeah, Unity. It's just a like. There's it's a Jake house. You know, I don't know. White guys there's in no Korea. real name or brand. White guys and yeah. gals in Korea. We'll call it. Um, yeah. No, F United. F U. <laughs> Team F U. Uh, anyways, he's going to be going there, and here's so that is the topic. And then we'll talk about Korea training. My opinion, he's being glib on details because a lot of this stuff is not announced. I can't imagine a guy that just won the world championship off of not going to Korea all of a sudden is going to Korea and doesn't compete in the GSL. So I, so a lot of people are like, are you going to compete in the GSL? And his answer was always like, if, if it's did. there, yes, I will. I think he can't say, yes, there's going to be a GSL then and, and at that time, so I'll be competing at it. I think he had to give that shit answer and now we look at this and we go, well, there's going to be a GSL. So he's there for that. He's going to Korea to compete in that GSL. And so. to be honest, I, have, I don't have any of these like full details. Like he's expressed interest, but you know, there are no flights booked and there's no, you know, 100% yeah. on any of this from on my side. He could totally think 100% on his side, but he hasn't confirmed it with me yet. But try to imagine a 2019 where Jake doesn't eat a shoe and he stops Sarah from going into his house. I would leave this house. If Sarah wanted to come right now and there was 10 people, I'd be like, all right, Sarah, I'm out. This well, is your house now. You'd have like, to because I'd be on a plane over there dressed as the hitman. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you doing? I will, like, I will, I will buy a tent and, and, and fucking squat on my apartment building. I don't give a shit. Sarah will come here. And, and that is I mean? another promise, guys. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you I so promise, much. Yes. Gonna... I will eat another Are you shoe. a man of honor by the way? I'm a man of honor. Okay. Uh, on a side note, because I kind of want to talk about this a little yes, bit. Yes, please. Uh... I wanted to save at least one or two spots in our team house, and I'm I'm completely open to your opinions on this. For Korean amateur players that have a lot of potential yeah. within our within Korea, and I, I feel like this is a great way to possibly push unity between Korea and foreigners, and also grow the potential of Korean amateurs because there really isn't much for them. And I was thinking players like Prince or Rookie, like really good players, just not quite there yet, but really, really good, really, oh, really yeah. close. And I, would, I think I so. Would, Great idea. I'd straight up bore them, too. I, I'd do Pro Gamer House where you're like, you're here, and you know you get to be a part of this thing, but you are playing 10 hours a day, practicing your ass Yeah, out. I'd be totally down with that. I'm fine with doing that. And I think, I think it's, 
a great I'll, idea. There's I, no support for the up and coming Korean amateurs. Uh, you know, they just, it's so hard to get into GSL, especially now that you're importing all the best non-Koreans to get into GSL. It's just like, it's, it's really tough for them. So I think that's great. Yeah. So I'm planning on doing this potentially within like January, February of this year, saving two spots for any Korean amateur. If we don't fill them or if we fill them, they'll, those players will keep priority until they want. Hey, one of the modders, yeah. please ban Kapisia. I can't even say his name, but thankfully I won't have to ever remember him. So just get him out of here. Also, I think it'd be a great opportunity for them to have like more face time because I'm doing all these uh, fun tournaments. I'd love to incorporate them. I think it'd be great. So hopefully that all goes through. We'll see what happens. He was saying that I was spreading fake news because he in his last interview said he's not going to Korea. So first of all, Things change. Details change. We don't know if he's going or not. He's expressed interest for like a year yeah. to me. Like this entire year, okay. he's like, yeah, dude, I'm coming next year. Obviously, again, nothing confirmed, but certainly interest. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, definitely not going fake to try to go, but to be technically Look, correct, yes, uh, he could never... He could decide not to go because he's not actually in Korea right now. So we are talking about something that hasn't happened yet. But also, <laughs> don't ever accuse me of spreading fake news, you stupid fucking poop. <laughs> poop is what you are. Anyways. Good one, Jeff. Um, I, I poop to you, sir. Good day to you. <clears throat> so, okay, so let's say that he goes to Korea. Yeah. He just won a home story cup. Katowice is coming up. If he wins GSL Season 1, ESWC, or I mean WESG, sorry, uh, and GSL Season 1. Yes. What do we, does he That's get one for that? Yes. Yeah. If he goes to yeah. Korea and wins the GSL... What will become kind of weird is that it's in the next year, so some people are like, "No," because he's got to continue it. No, I don't think so. I think we call him Bonchua. But if but here's the other funny thing that, and I, this is way crazy. What if he just wins another year? What if he wins? That would be unquestionable. Katowice. Well, no, no. WSG, three yeah. GSLs, four WCS, whatever. Two BlizzCons. And well, Blizz. then we're having discussions the best about Starcraft player ever. 100%. Well, at that point, can't we just turn off the servers because we figured it out? We do. And then <laughs> they bring in DeepMind. StarCraft 2, guys, it's over. They bring in DeepMind <laughs> at the end of the year, and for his last match, DeepMind beats Serral. And then we also have to realize... And then we just start running DeepMind tournaments where DeepMind's playing itself yeah. for the entire tournament. I want that. Yeah. I had a really funny... Drunken yeah. conversation. What if it's all 13 12 so that beat him? Would you guys, oh, out of curiosity, let's say, would like how would it be interesting still if DeepMind <laughs> played itself where we had the best games but no player behind those games? You know what I mean? No, Jake, we don't know what you mean. Would that still have a lot of weight? Like, oh, wait enough to watch? Have you already uh, eaten the shoe? I would watch, I would watch DeepMind playing itself, but I need it to, like, to get really interested, I'd need it to play humans, right? Right. I'm just curious because I how good I, Dan I don't know is. By the way, how much that would be. Jake's like Being no, Dan, play, no players are involved. Two yeah. computers facing. Is that interesting? And Jake's like, I get asked bad questions no, no, no. all the time by Tasteless. Let me salvage this. No, I need to see a human face a computer <laughs> to be interested. I'm just in saying life. if these are the best games we've ever seen as well, not just like fucking but, AI versus it, AI. The thing is, most people won't even be able to tell if they're the best games they've seen, right? Because you need context for best. Sure. I guess that's also true. That's a good point. These are hypotheticals. You don't need to bully me, okay? I feel bullied. All I do is bully. You know that. I need to call up Ravi. See what's up. He's in the chat. (laughs) Because I forced him there. Probably. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. Afraid what will happen if he doesn't show up? 
<laughs> we can't go too far because some people believe this shit. By the way, uh, <laughs> Sarah will be in Korea. Like like we said, I surmise that the details are glib because nothing is announced, and that is why. But it will be nice to see him in Korea. Um, I would even go so far as to say a lot of the things you've heard, he's just like, I'm going to practice there. No, he's just going for GSL. He is going to practice there, of course, but I think we all kind of know that's why he's going to Korea, and that's that's what's got to come out of this, right? Like, he won the world championship practicing in fucking Finland in Europe. Like, he doesn't need to go there, but he's going... And literally the way he talks is that he's missing trophies, which is like, I've never been more attracted to a man except for Chris Hemsworth. And every time he says <laughs> that, he's just amazing. Is that actually what he said? He's yes. missing trophies. That's amazing. They asked him, like, um, what's your goals for this next year? And he's like, well, I don't have the IEM trophy, so I guess I'm going to try to get that one. And I'm like, that's so amazing. And look, th- like, it's really, I never thought I'd say anything like this, but him going to uh, Korea and like, you know how they say the tide raises all ships? Yeah. Cyril is the tide at this point. He's going to, like, make everyone in Korea much better against Zerg players. Yes. And he's going to make their ZVZ a lot better. And I imagine that when he's bashing stats, Dark is going to get those replays from stats and be like, okay, this is let's fill in some gaps. So that's exciting. I think the biggest thing he can improve with coming here is his ZVT. I think that's actually his scariest uh like, his biggest weakness, I would say. If, I think if you look up uh, his percentage versus Korean Terrence, it's, like, less than 50% win rate against all Korean Terrence on the Ligulax. So that's actually, like, a weakness. Like, that's certainly a weakness. We saw it. Bunny, Teja, like, it looks a little shaky. And I think he mm. could insanely improve. Like, there's so many good Terrence who are just <laughs> underrated here. So yeah, I think he has a lot to gain by coming here. We all do. Like Dan said, he's the tide. Jenna, thank you so much for dumping subs into the channel, but I appreciate that. Um, I'm good on this. You guys good? We're, we, I think yeah. we, we all just yeah. jerked off Sarah, Sarah like six times each, and I think we're... <laughs> I'm good. We're all tired. I'm tired. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Dan, take it away. Yes. KSL. We're in the round of eight now. We just finished round of 16 last week, and it starts tonight in six and a half hours. We I will be over with Tasteless doing some KSL broadcasts. So, yes, the round of eight. It's all best of five still. Uh, we have StarCraft two champion Rain, also StarCraft <laughs> one champion. The only Protoss in the round of eight, actually. Wow. Kind of interesting. Uh, some other guys got very narrowly defeated to not make it there, but he is the sole representative of Ire. And looking completely set already on a round of four because he's against uh, the complete underdog of the tournament in Leda. Uh, that's going to be tonight. And, I mean, I'm excited just to see the crazy shit Leda is going to pull out because you look at that matchup on paper and you say 0% Leda yeah. advance. You just shoe? I mean, he's, he's a, not shoe eating. I never do shoe eating. Uh, <laughs> sword so swallowing, though. That. But, yeah, sword <laughs> swallowing. Uh, I mean, Leda is obviously a, an intelligent programmer, so we'll see what he comes up with. But uh, And then we're going to have Mind vs. Sharp, which that's like – two of the top four Terrans on Earth, probably rank three and four, realistically. Um, so that's going to be an amazing TBT, and I just, I love me some TBT. You'll get the other side of that bracket, that'll be tomorrow instead. Solky, other StarCraft two champion, will he finally win a tournament? He's had kind of a bumpy KSL so far, getting out in second place in his group. But he's going up against Larva. So this is two of the top four Zergs going at it. Um, and neither of these guys are super well-known for their ZVZ. Uh, the, you know, the other two top Zergs, I would say Jadong and Effort, both much more known for ZVZ, but 
uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that should be a really good match. And then last versus where that's another kind of big underdog one defending champion last going up <laughs> against where who had some great upsets to get here and is a very aggressive Zerg. He's your type of Zerg, Jake. Uh, oh, yeah. Very, very tricky and mind gamey. Really like this guy. He's actually the guy that won uh, the Russian 20 year Brood War anniversary. Oh, OK. Over, yeah, he won over um, Shine and uh, Sharp, actually. So he's he's obviously in really great form right now. Uh, but he is such a highly aggressive Zerg, it's hard to imagine him getting past that brick wall of last. But that's our round of eight. And, uh, I mean, it's this week round of eight, next week round of four, and then, bam, we're in the finals. Bam. And uh, that's, I mean, bam. it's exciting stuff to see the last Brewdor champion of the year. Check it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, we had yeah. some comments, by the way, just to put this, I don't want to make this whole thing, but we are happy to always talk about StarCraft Remastered. It's it's a big part of it, but some people are like, do more, or do all that. Um, we wish there was more to report on. We wish there was more to talk about. And as the year goes on, this is the end of the year, so there's a lot of content kind of drying up right now, but we will always keep yeah. our eye on it. And we just got back from the summit, and we talked a little bit about this, but we push for more uh, international StarCraft Remastered content backed by Blizzard. We'd really like that to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. And the um, the thing is, the viewership for uh, non-Koreans on uh, StarCraft 1 is actually really good. I mean, it's, it's doing very well. We're all very happy with it. Um, I think part of the problem in making a show is, uh, for us, is that the people that we invite on, unless it's a very <laughs> specific episode, are mostly StarCraft 2 people because yeah. the StarCraft 1 foreigner scene isn't that big player-wise, <laughs> personality-wise and stuff. And there's just kind of more going on for non-Koreans by like 20x in StarCraft 2. So for instance, we bring on Jake and Jake may have watched some of the KSL. Uh, but I have. Probably, yeah, I mean... He, he I just don't know the backstories and stuff, you know. He, he lives here and actually commentates for StarCraft 1 sometimes, so maybe not the best example, but most people haven't watched <laughs> it, so a lot of times it's I've I've kept up on all the StarCraft one, and Jeff has probably watched some of it, but that's about it. So our guests don't have as much to add. So it's just it's a little bit hard to go super in depth, which is why I kind of do a summary a lot of the time. But we'll mix in. We still want to do yep. uh, StarCraft one stuff, absolutely. But it's, by the it way, is, it's not like you guys are cutting Brood War stuff. No, you know, like the, so I don't know what the, the what those points are. You want to fabricate stuff or what? Yeah, you guys yeah. pretty much cover everything. It gets it gets a little difficult too. So I mean, it, you got to I don't know. They want more. <laughs> and I'm just trying to share that we We're want more. We're always looking well. to improve. So thank you for feedback. Yeah, we want to do more as well. But then the guy was like, "Yeah, but the Star Wars Master show you did at BlizzCon was terrible." And I was like, "Well, that's was not that terrible. That's no. It I thought it was but, fine. I thought it was actually fun and good. I thought it was fine. It was just like he was the most <laughs> typical. I saw an like edit. It was pretty cool. The bad side of StarCraft remastered <laughs> audience that you just there's that's really true. good people that are thankful out there, and then there's a lot that are like. And the stuff you do, it's shit. But can you do more of it? You're like, that's not how you ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get it. Uh, anyways, we're in the Q&A section, guys. We're going to wrap this up. This was a quick show, but really nice. And, and Jake, as always, yeah. is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Give you a big shout at the Glad end. Glad I but... secured my spot here by promising to eat a shoe the week before. <laughs> well, you got a shoe. And you, you got, promises. You're going to evict yourself as well. This is the two promises that yeah, I have see, on next, my... now, now Sarah is going to fly in, and I'm going to have to leave. That's right. And then I'll be on the next show. That'd you know, so but sick. I'll have an extra, you know, certain amount of money. It'd be like live stream from the street. All right. <laughs> Let's do the questions. Not from Starbucks. So as always, this is my favorite part of the show too. I'll, I'll tell this. We have a Discord, guys. 
the Pylon Show does, and it's where people discuss results. They're talking about matches that are happening, and if you are a Patreon supporter of the show, uh, at a certain tier, you can actually ask us questions, and we will answer them every single week, and we really appreciate the support, of course. But if you don't have the means, the inclination, or whatever, you can just be a part of this Discord. It doesn't cost anything. And if you're like, but Jeff, I'm from the AOL generation, or I just use Skype, <laughs> check out Discord, man. It's seriously really fucking good. I, I don't have any stock in it. I don't get paid if you join it's, or anything like that. It's just good. It's just a really good thing. If, if you're from the AOL generation, think of uh, IRC. It's like a yeah. better version of that, like a cleaner, prettier Windows version of that or something. It's, no it's fucking really clue what you guys are talking about. And you can yeah. be a part of multiple communities, by the way. I see Zombie and Maynard in there. I know that they have discords. Uh, you know, We have the Pylon Show. We have Chat Utopia. There's just great stuff. I think Dan has one probably for his stream. It's, yep. a, it's also, here's the other funny, this is my last argument for it, it's kind of the future. Like, uh, it, it seems to be really fucking good at what it does, so, like, you can be like, I don't want to do it. Well, you're going to do it in, like, five years, so you might as well start now. Anyways, questions. Mr. Zach, which is your favorite new map this season? Which is your least favorite new map? Which map are you glad is out of the pool from last season? So this is a bunch of questions, <laughs> Mr. Zach. Which map do you wish they'd taken out of the pool instead? Which map... That's out of the pool. You miss the most. I'm not. All right, so map don't. pool thoughts. Just give your map pool thoughts. Yeah, map or pool not. thoughts. Okay. Holy fuck, Zach. Uh, in general, <laughs> I actually really like this map pool. I think I kind of wish some of the other maps would would have stayed and gone. But again, that's kind of a complicated thing. I like um, Automaton <laughs> as a map because there's that gold base and it seems kind of fun. Oh, I haven't God. really played fully around with it. Is that but... the one with the rocks behind it? Yeah, it's like back up against yep. your third. Are you going to just kill those actually, rocks and mine it? So, so far. So far, that's I, my favorite. Of I think it's fun. I think it'll be interesting to see how that develops. And so far, as a map itself, it seems pretty balanced. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite currently in the pool is the uh, other map that's kind of similar. It's Karyos Junction, I think. The It's a two-building wall-off map, so that's that's the only reason why I dislike it. It's just really hard to chase people on it. Oh, actually, I dislike Stasis more now that I think about it. I, I dislike those two maps, but in general, these maps, like, when you look at map pools, they're not as bad as some of the other maps, like Redshift or Blood Boil or whatever fuck map sucks. They, the whole map pool in general just feels pretty comfortable. I like it. It's one of the it's... only map pools I've played, and they just haven't vetoed something instantly. There's always that mm. one fucking map. That's but true. So far. Yeah. Fair That's... point. I like that they're very different. Um, this last map pool was starting to feel... I mean, it was around for a while, so that's part of it. But the other part of it, too, was like a lot of the maps were like kind of sort of the same, kind of similar. <laughs> this map's got at I least different tiles. Go ahead, Jake. Blue Shift was just rotated uh, Catalyst. Like, it's literally the same map. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just rotated. It it was almost exactly the same. But it's yeah. still in the map pool, so you must be so happy Totally agree that. with you. Uh, generally speaking, though, I'm just I'm very I, I like what Jake said. I think it hit the nail on the head. With uh, I didn't veto a map immediately. Um, it took me two days, and then I vetoed Blue Shift. But then, you know, <laughs> and that's more me than anything. Like Protoss, do fine on that map, but I just I can't win a game on that damn map for some reason. But um, yeah, it's good, and I like that they're trying new tiles. I do like that gold bases are still around, even though they're generally they've get, they've gotten to a good place but they're generally the worst part of a map right is the gold bases it's like the biggest issue yeah. but yeah okay especially with poor protoss players man we just don't get anything from those gold bases we don't bases. get the golds and if we do we feel dirty because it's it's very like oh my god you're on the gold <laughs> like who am i sos oh, what's going on what am i rotterdam 
Fish, <laughs> why don't we see more female pro players? Would you have any ideas besides the Banshee tournament to help promote female gamers rising in the scene? Uh, I'll take a quick stab at it. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, why we don't see more female pro players is kind of an interesting cultural around gaming, like systemic question. Yeah. It's, it's only in the last few years become more acceptable and, and there's more resources for women to spend anywhere as much time as, as the males typically do in gaming. Uh, households, at least, and I'll speak as an American, just growing up, girls were just never like included in that kind of stuff. You weren't. So I come from a generation where if a guy was like, "Oh man, I can't believe I played fucking WoW for ten hours today," that was normal. Uh, if a girl says she did that, it's a little, it's it's more of like, "Oh my, you did? Well, that's you. You play games. You play games. That's interesting." Yeah. But now, as we go forward, when someone's a chicks like, "Yeah, I've been playing fucking Call of Duty all day," it's like, "Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so bye." So it's going to become yeah. something you're going to see more of, but it but we're, you have to remember it's kind of interesting we're moving forward with that. Anyways, to help promote girls uh, and women in gaming, I think the nice thing about this is that they're here whether you promote them or not. Of course, you want to be a good ally in the sense that there's still a lot of jackasses out there. Um, they'll be picking on Ruby or they'll be picking on <laughs> somebody else. And I'm not telling you not to help Ruby. But also, especially if, if someone's a part of a, a smaller group of people or, or they're isolated, minority, anyway. a minority, yeah. you should be you should be supportive and nice and, and help them out. And that's just a good thing to generally do. So, for instance, if you're in a game of Overwatch and a guy's like, you're a girl, you got boobies, don't just sit there quietly or don't just laugh or ignore it. It's uncomfortable, but be like, hey, man, let's just play the game. Also, don't yell yeah. at him and be like, I'm going to murder your face because that doesn't help. But just be like, yeah, man, let's just fucking play the game. The guy's like, dude. You white knight, be like, yeah, I'm a white knight, bitch, and then and then they'll be like, <laughs> and then you just move on with your life. You guys, I I agree. I think it, I think the reason why we don't have very many females is just the stigma around gaming in general. Earlier, I I think it's going away, and I think it's more acceptable. I still don't think we'll have it for a while, but I'm hoping. I really do hope that it, it becomes a more even evenly distributed thing, like in society, where it's not just male dominated. I think we have a long way to go for that, but it would be a really cool world where we see like equality in, in gaming and i think that would be huge for our our game like our marketplace obviously that doubles yeah. the viewership doubles the player base like that would be great it'd be great i it's don't happening. know about it's awesome home strike up had a yeah, ton of chicks I... there they were there as giant fans of starcraft and it's, be, it's just way more fun to have a diverse group of people watching than great just a 100%. bunch of white dudes come on you know <sighs> Ugh. damn I, and as well, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think it's kind of hard to promote it besides just being like a good person to everybody. I think that's yeah. a good way to just promote, you know, anything. Agreed. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, well, the, the reason why we don't see more female pro players, I think, is because not as many women play as hard or practice as hard as men do. So uh, I hope to see more in the future. And I mean, we can guess as to reasons why we don't see that. I think Jeff was probably partially right, but I think we don't know 100%, and mm -hmm. I don't know if we're ever going to have equal numbers, if I can speak actually realistically, of mm -hmm. women and men training to be pro gamers in StarCraft. I would be unfathomably <laughs> surprised if I ever saw that. Because it just Starcraft. doesn't seem like there's as many people interested in that. Sure. Uh, but, StarCraft I mean, specifically, I, would I agree. I, I, I want to like, see more people play, just so that we get a higher... You know, the the more right. the wider uh, population of people playing a game, you're going to find more talented individuals that are going to be really strong. So that's what I care about here. But yeah, 
I think Tom, just the it just take it's gonna take a long time, you know, like a hundred, two hundred years from now, definitely. But I mean, if if it's even what we're doing at this point, but I don't see it happening in twenty or thirty years, even possibly. But I hope. <laughs> Guess we'll see. It was a question asked in the Q and A, Zombie Group. We didn't choose the topic to talk about, but one of the yeah. things that I have is like a mission statement. Is I don't shy away from almost any questions, and I'm not the best person to talk about everything, but. I think the marketplace of ideas and sharing your opinions and, and talking about it, as long as you don't come from a place of like, I know best and here's how women should, should do things. Cause as a white male, I know exactly what that answer is. As long as you avoid doing that, I think you got your heart in the right place. Um, that's how I'm able to talk about good Starcraft players all the time while being a shit one for 20 years. So you were supposed, to, were supposed to laugh. You were supposed to laugh. That was a joke. I was pretty, <laughs> thank you, Jake. That's why you're coming you back. Here. Starcraft player and, Thank you, Dan. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Melty with his weekly question. Uh, as he said, he'd do it during memes and, and dream... dreams with an extra A. If you were a StarCraft II unit, which one would you be and whose army do you want to be a part of? Oh, I'd be the first Phoenix, part was... I'd be part of Roddy's. It's about the shoe eating. So, Roddy yeah. loses Phoenixes. You want to you be in there? Flying around? I definitely would not. You'd kill like three drones, you'd blow up, and he'd be like, it's a good trade. I don't give a shit. And you'd be like... Okay, I'd be a Roddy Immortal then. There you go. <laughs> what would you be, Jake? I'm trying to think if I would want to be like a badass and go out like guns blazing, or if I would just want to be like the one that unit that just survives the entire game. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe... It's a hard question. Yeah, it is fucking hard. I kind of want to be a widow mine. I feel like the potential there is just way more. Like I'm a little unit, not very, you know, expensive, but I could fucking do a big punch. I think a widow mine is a good way be, to go. Like, actually, I have a better choice. Okay, <laughs> he's into consideration it. what you just said, Jake. I would want to be like a drone number twenty-seven for Serral, so I'd be safely at the natural. <laughs> All bunker rush timings are gone. And Hell he's yeah. not building it's a good anything one. out of me, right? So, like, about it's drone 27, it'll always be at the natural. It's not going to make a building normally. That's the one. That's going to make it to the end of the game, most likely. You're not fighting anything. Right. If natural gets breached, he's probably going to lose, but he normally doesn't lose. There you have it. Okay. It's a yeah. good answer. So he went the other way. <laughs> the correct answer, though, is Fear Dragon's non-blink Dark Templar. They don't get made, so. <laughs> True. You would actually just live, want live to have been happily born. in your dark world. <laughs> Still knocked. If the pun, if the punishment for parking on double yellow lines were death, and therefore nobody did it, would that just be a, an effective law? Yeah, I guess so. It would yeah. definitely be an effective law. Sounds if nobody like did an effective it, law. Right? Yeah. I think yeah, you were either, it's either effective or pointless. Though we're pointing at some, we were going, we're trying to go deep on some kind of philosophical thing, but I don't see it. Are you asking if killing somebody in the name of no one ever breaking that law is a good thing? I think the answer is yes, because nobody actually gets killed, right? Like, I don't know. if it's punishable by death to speed, but then nobody ever sped, is that a good law? I'd be like, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And in your own I hypothetical, no one ever broke but... the law, so... Yeah. It's not even a punishment. <laughs> here's, here's where your brain goes. If nobody's put to death, is it even a death penalty? Is it? What if the drive? What if the driver's speeding? <laughs> Does the two passengers get killed too? In, the, in your analogy? Shit! No, that nobody speeds. <laughs> yeah, no one speeds here. What if they're suicidal? 
Well, I, I mean, at this point, we could probably take this question and start talking about the laws <laughs> that Singapore used to have, right? Where they have like pretty outrageous punishments for certain things. Yeah. But Singapore is one of the most beautiful, wonderful countries on earth. <laughs> safe and stuff. Is it a good law? Possibly, partially because of these these laws that seem over the yeah. top. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of controversies because a couple of Americans got arrested a few times because they had like a pound of pot on them. So the punishment for that was like imprisonment, but then also beatings. And they were like, oh my yeah, God. It's like, yeah, yeah, something like that. That was a long time ago. You gotta be careful. I think, is, is Singapore one of those countries that just executes drug smugglers? Or is that a different country? Well, see, I'm that's... Or they that's used the to thing. be, maybe. For me, if, the, if you're in a country that's not your own and the punishment is really severe for this thing and then you do that thing, I mean... Yeah, do it. Don't I'm do okay. it. Get, get them. That's fine. And they're like, "Oh my god, really? you caught me." Well, there's yeah. situations in which you might not be completely aware, but try to try to educate yourself. Sure. He was selling drugs to put his yeah. dad through college for his <laughs> second career. I don't know, but it's going to be a tough sell for me because they're going. Anyways, like the, the the story you'd have to paint for why the guy has drugs in Singapore as an American, uh, it, it gets pretty hard. He's like, "No, I'm actually I, I work for the aliens." Anyways, Hyper Turtle. What StarCraft community figures would you most like to see recording their own announcer pack? That's clearly Avila. I think that would be an amazing. Oh God! It's like when you play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That would be amazing. I would buy that. And the, you know what's sad is it would sell well. It would sell better would sell than anybody's well. probably. Well, yeah. It would be the number one pack for sure. I think so too. Oh, God maybe not. damn it! You're right though. But That's yeah, actually the correct answer. Good. Jake, do you have anything? I don't have anything because that's the correct answer. That's the correct answer. I mean, if I could, do, if I could pick anyone, I would like to see more someone like Idra or somebody like that who had a really outgoing personality of like being angry. But I guess that's similar to Avila. No, yeah, you're, you're trying to be dynamic, and I appreciate that. You're a good guest, but no, the correct answer is Avila. Pig, Pig would be good actually. Like if we're just being no. serious, I think Pig would be a good announcer. No, he's an no. Aussie. A Maynard. If I have Avila. Or I have what Pig, and pick? I love Pig, and I do not love a Velo. I would go with the Velo. It's the better yeah. voice pack by a hundred percent. Well, I mean, if I'm competing with Dan's, I just concede right now. Yeah, I'm just yeah, giving my opinion were. that's independent. Everything's competition. Um, <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. Do you guys watch the show Blacklist? What's his name? No. So oh, yeah, chat. yeah, I know the. Um, I know. You his mean name. that show where uh... chat chat. Hang on, you're gonna just confuse me. More. Oh wait, you're not talking about the show that I'm talking about, Black Mirror. Yeah, you're gonna you're, you're gonna about? fuck with my brain. I knew you were gonna do that. James Spader, thank you. Uh, <laughs> James Spader as a guest on The Office. If you need to know about power and relationships, listen to his speeches in that show about that. It's it's all true. Um, Mr. Zach coming back at us with another question. Or how about bringing on some ladder? You know what, Mr. Zach? Okay. It's more map or stuff. how about bringing on some ladder map makers to talk about map design and map balance stuff maybe some team liquid map contest winners you got a thing for maps bro and <laughs> i'll tell you what <laughs> you let your freak flat you, you let it go i i'm, I'm not gonna fight you on this maker. uh i, I actually asked episode to have it i did i i invited avex on and here i'll give you the full public answer i love avex great great person yeah. I was like, can you be a guest on the show? And he said, nah, I'm busy then. How about next week? And I, for some reason at the time, maybe it was my ego was bulging out of my chest, but I was just like, <laughs> just the way he was like, nah, next week I can though. I was like, well, no, 
It's like, no, I'm not inviting you next week. <laughs> Fuck it. So we will. We will have him on. He's a great guy. He's a friend of everyone we'll, here. We'll re-invite him. I'd like to talk about maps, but he's in the doghouse a little bit. I was like, I was like, you, know what? you don't say next week to me. I'm inviting you this week. Go ahead. Jeff, I want to make sure that if we have an episode with Avex on or in maybe another map maker yeah. as well, I want Freakling on there as well because he's making all the new pro maps being used in StarCraft 1. Okay. He's like super, super big in StarCraft 1 that right now. Be so cool. it'd be great to have StarCraft 1 map makers and StarCraft 2 map makers. That's a show right there. That would be cool. Champ, don't you touch this idea. This is <laughs> our idea. And your lifestyle <laughs> idea too. What the fuck? It already looked like he was changing his tournament with fucking reflex or whatever. Like, yeah. slow down there, Get buddy. Get out of here, yes, champ. This one's on. <laughs> Did you That's... skip a question, Jeff? Uh, it's possible. Yes, I'll go back up to it. Um, anyways, we'll do a map edition. We'll have a few map makers on here. They are wonderful people. They're essential to our game, and they don't get nearly enough credit. Speaking of which, by the way, real quick, I meant to say this, but I got lost in Jake's beautiful blue eyes. Um, mm. Mapu eyes, but... was the only observer for all of Homestory Cup. Huge shout-out to Mapu TV on Damn. Twitter, and he's been he's been at WCS events. He's like a sub to several channels. He's just he just loves StarCraft. He does a he's fucking good man. job. Just shout sure. out to him. He's awesome. Sam Talek, sorry I skipped your question. What are some of your favorite arcade slash custom game types and thoughts on having arcade map creators on the Pylon Show? Are you guys team? Are you <laughs> tag teaming me here with this? Um, do you guys play any custom maps at all? No, zero. Actually. I do not either. So we do not sorry, have the ability to answer that question for the most part. Our favorites are whatever your favorites are. What? Wait, it's like it's like I'm trying to think. Like, there are actually a lot of pro gamers that play some some games, but I, I it's not a part of them. I'm trying to think of them. Yeah, I don't have the time for that. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we don't play. Banjo Republic asks. Okay, so if the final eight of BlizzCon, Maru SOS, Special Stats, Rogue Ty, Dark, and Sarah were the bosses of a Mega Man game. Which one would you face first, and what weapon would one get as a reward? Appreciate the show. Mega Man game? Gosh. Jake, did you ever play any Mega Man games? No. Dan, you never played any Mega Man games, I'm guessing. Oh, I played Mega a lot Man? of Mega Man games. So hold on, I'm going to give you the legit answer in a moment here. I'm trying to figure out who's most like Woodman, because that's the first guy you go after. I think it's probably special. I Damn. think he's like Woodman, and you go take him out, and you get the, the wood gun, and then you keep going. I think that's the correct answer. Yeah. All right. Shampoo McTavish. <laughs> Concerning the Bonjoa discussion, don't we need some... And this is, by the way, well, I'll have a whole different rant about uh, not asking a question, but not right now. Don't we need somewhat different criteria for who is to get the Bonjoa title compared with what was slash is the case for Brood War? In we had War, a discussion about this. I know. This is I, what I said. I ha- he gives us money. I have to read the whole thing. In Brood okay. War, the foreign scene <laughs> can't be compared with the Korean scene at all. Whereas <laughs> in the StarCraft 2, that is changing. Can Serral be a Bonjo without winning a GSL, the hardest tournament we have? Can Maru be a Bonjo when Serral, competing in a different region, might be the better player during Maru's reign in Korea? Well, Maru's definitely not the bone shot. We can clear that one up right away. Okay, but please. Right? This or, whole, this, yeah, I mean, this whole question is asking what we already discussed. We, we answered all yeah. of this. Should this we is, just this have like, a discussion again? No! Uh, yeah, that's I, what I, I, this I, would be a really long the conversation. The second you began to answer, I was like, 
It's like Dan, like, there's a bus <laughs> coming of that question. Dan's like, I don't... Hey, Jeff, what are you waving at? I was like, I'm like no, Dan. <laughs> but I saved you. I jumped in. I saved you from it. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. You should consider listening to the conversations we have on the show. Gunner. Well, he, he posted it last Sunday. Oh, Christ. You guys talked about this? We mentioned about Bollinger stuff and decided oh, we my did not God. have... Uh, we did oh, not yeah, have we enough did. data. Shampoo, yeah, McTavish, I apologize. You're an oracle. You knew that we were going to... Th- Holy fuck. That's not a bus, <laughs> Dan. Well, guys, I think Jeff went, goes through these Patreon questions, and that's how he decides what we're talking about on the show. I think he steals your it ideas. Might be. And you guys should open Patreons that Jeff it gives money be. to. This is exactly what we discussed. <laughs> I can't believe that. You're right. It's last Sunday. It was so on point that I was like, he must have just asked it. Shampoo, <laughs> I bow to thee. I apologize. Damn. But no, we're That's not going to answer your question because we answered everything you just asked. But you are, I'll tell you what, if nice username does die from eating a shoe, you might be his replacement. We can see, we'll, we'll see about that. Gunner. Nice username? Huh? Nice username? No, Shampoo McTavish. Okay, because he no has worries. a nice username. You might have heard that. If we typed your screen names in StarCraft II as cheat codes, what would each of your names do? Roddy would instantly give you 30 phoenixes. Laugh out loud. Damn. Quite a cheat code. In control, uh, so it'd be pilots and cannons, no? If you do slash artosis, it exits you out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> the quickest way to leave a StarCraft 2 game. It's an F10 QN or whatever. I don't know the sequence. Um, I don't know. What Mine would be, be links and bane links. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And they just hit your wall. Forward slash in control up. warps in a DT. Yeah. I thought pylons and cannons, but maybe that too. That would be it's good. It's both, actually. One after the other, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty good. Some drunk Canadian, if you were an, an SC2 spell, storm, transfuse, or snipe, what would you do as a spell? New spell, not an existing one. E.g. artosis, power down, ghost spell that disables all pylons in an area. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that definitely would not be my ability. Uh... I think <laughs> Dan, do you remember the plan? Do you remember <laughs> the planet cracker ability on the mothership? Like, I think this was beta or like fucking trailers yeah, or shit. It looks so sick. It was like the mothership would like go around and there'd just be like a beam of death below it and it would just kill everything. That's what I would be if anyone remembers that stuff. Yeah, okay. I guess I would take this time to let you guys know. I know what we're going for. I think you're trying to channel sentient food. Um, <laughs> And that, mag- that that's lightning in a bottle that's hard to recapture, so I, I applaud the effort. But generally speaking, moving forward, if you ask me, Dan, or any of our try-hard guests that are like StarCraft people, which is going to be everybody, questions like, if you could edit the game and have something that you do or whatever, the answers are not going to be super amazing. Like uh, People are like, if you could replace that takes yourself creativity. We don't with have a new that unit, shit. what would it be, Jeff? And I'd be like, I don't know, a, a dog. And they're like, okay, thank you for <laughs> Thanks for your answer. I'm like, I guess. Sorry, we're not good at this. Yeah, we don't have a good answer for you, man. My spell would be, uh, it would be this. It'd be an ultraless ability to burrow and appear anywhere else. Okay, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Cobra. In the past, certain players have had quirks in their playstyle that were so unique that these stylistic flares began to carry their name. Think the Bunny Push or the Maca Racks. What sort of quirk 
should carry your name because of your play in StarCraft II or Brood War. All in, Jake. Lings and Bailings. Well, I think Jeff is cannons and DTs. And then Artosis Dan is lack of pylons. He's yeah. the one pylon. Jeff, Jeff got that one sorted out for me already. I don't even need to think about this one. <laughs> the one Caleb, do you think the Fog of War and Remastered should behave like it does in StarCraft II, showing the terrain without it having to be explored? No. You leave the game as no. it is. Don't mess with yeah, the classic. Don't you, don't you touch our StarCraft Remastered, Caleb. Red <laughs> Gunner Guy, of all the caster now, including the foreign language casters, who is the best at playing and why? Probably me. Also, how good I would is say that? certainly me, actually. Are you in the caster invitational? The, the I, best... They said I was too good to be invited to that. So. <laughs> and yet they invite Jim Rising. That, I said the same thing, okay? Apparently all the casters were up in arms about me because I'm too good. I would have welcomed you in there. Well, that's fun. what almost every caster said when I asked them. But... Well, you say that, but you also were saying how people should flame about Jim Rising being there. I, um, I agree. I if I'm not right. allowed, Jim Rising should also not oh, be allowed. foreign language casters. I was going to say JYP should win, but yeah. I mean, if I'm you can regret one, probably him. Maybe Jim Rising. What do you mean, oh, what do you mean probably me? It wouldn't even be probably close him. if I was in it. Uh, you versus Jim Rising wouldn't be close Roddy? Wouldn't even Roddy? be close. Not, not close What's at all. What's your MMR in Korea? What Assuming we have... Flash Roddy? Like, What's your MMR, Bray? What's your MMR? 6-3. Oh, damn. That's pretty high. You know what, James? Yeah, actually, server, you know what we're going to do right good. now? How's your, how's your ping to Europe? It's shit, right? You can't play Europeans? 300, but I can play NA, West. And you're okay there? Yeah, I mean, I'm Maybe okay what we do. Maybe he's talking about Brood War. No, he's, he's not. Dan, don't ruin oh, okay. this. Maybe what we do <laughs> is we get... No regret versus Rotterdam in a pylon show show match in the holiday I'd fuck season. Him up. You'd fuck him up, you say? I'd fuck him up, yeah. yep. Clip it! Clip it, you sons Let's of bitches! Put it on Reddit! Clip that! Let's go. I'll cast that with you, Jeff. That would yes. be sick. That'd be so good. Okay, so maybe that's what we do. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the show because we have some plans, but clip that, put it on Reddit. If there's if there's not ten Reddit threads <laughs> with saying shoe-eating one regret is going to smash Roddy, shirtless Roddy in the club, I don't know what to do. <laughs> We'll try to get that hooked up. And we'll get these guys paid, obviously. We'll get some money. Also, about Park, I'm as far as I know, and I could be totally wrong, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm pretty sure Park is not an analytical or like a player kind of guy. He's more of a director of the show, director of the conversation. So it's not like he's like this all-knowing god of StarCraft. It's more like Mm -hmm. he's just a really good caster. And uh, JYP and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Gisada are like the analytic people, the people who play StarCraft. There you go. And we're going to ignore the part of the question where you say, and why? Because I don't know what to do with that. Um, and so why are they the best? best? Because they're the best player. And they yeah. Beat Two-time code S Zerg player. Zonaler's yeah. got a short story here for me to read. One second. Cobra, we're not, <laughs> we're not done yet. We've got a lot of questions. What are you doing? You're scaring me. Zonalar, who I met at Home Story Cup, really nice fellow. From the perspective of pro players, commentators, and Peel, who has been in the esports scene for a decade or longer, when organizing a tournament or considering going to a new tournament that does not have an established name already, what do you want and need from the tournament to have a pleasant experience and consider going again next time? I'm sure you all remember the times when tournament when tournaments would be held during the esports bubble, and then the guy ran off with all the investment and price money, and literally disappeared from the face of the earth. <laughs> 
how do we protect and educate new esports athletes? I mean, uh, it's that has only happened a couple of times ever. Um, it has happened to me, though. It has happened, Artosis. Yeah, it's a shitty, terrible thing, and it definitely is something like the things you. There's not really something to educate necessarily, in my opinion. It's more of a like, if it smells like a fish, looks like a fish, it probably is a fish. The, these tournaments that ended up that happening at, it was it was it was a little bit of a a risk being a part of it. Like the, you don't go to a dream hack and then find out that they set up dream hack to rob a bunch of people like that. That will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go to a one-off event, we're like, we're hosting it for the first time. Some guy named Jared Shung is the guy that put it all together. And he's got $40,000. He's given to people. All we need is for you to fly out here. And then we will book your, we'll pay you back for your flights, get a hotel. We'll pay you back for your hotel. As soon as they start saying that, yeah. Once they like, say that, you're out. I think. You nope. That's you have to radars have to go. Don't do it, especially nowadays. Right now, like right now, I think we're at a point where if people are putting up enough money for prize money. They have that money for um, yeah flights. If and they if they I think if they pay flights at that point, you have to make an educated guess. But like the worst, you get a free trip. I know that's fucked, but at least there's some kind of you know. I, I don't know. You, you have to leverage this. I remember, was it WC? There was some Maldives tournament that didn't pay out the players. Like Jon Snow won 10000 and just never got paid. Yeah, that happens uh, Yeah, there's been a few of those. Um, it's just few and far happens. between. It's terrible. I'm not saying that it's okay that it happened or anything like that. But if you're going to a new tournament... They need to be backed by legitimate um, something, like sponsors. They need to be at a legitimate place. And then never put any of your money on the line. Like, if they're like, if you can just get out here, yeah. there's this a million dollar prize. Mm-hmm. Well, no, don't go. It's not worth it. It feels really different uh, if you've had to pay for something and, uh, you know, you get ripped off, or if you just don't get paid and you get ripped off in that way. Oh, they're Those both terrible. Very different things. I've been through both of them. So yeah. I can tell you yeah. that when you've had to pay for a chunk of it or something, that's when you're like, oh, this really sucked. I didn't just lose time. I lost money. <laughs> well, it's theft. So, that's, think, that's theft, and that's fucking horrible. Yeah. But when you when you do something and then they just don't pay you, that is a unique esports injustice is the, is the terrible word because it's very often you're dealing with so much international shit that there's nothing you can do. All you can hope for is that they never show up again, but that's not enough. You know what I mean? Like, and Dan has this experience in spades. I've only encountered it like through other people. Um, but the idea that like someone's like, oh, we're legit. And then like they fuck up. And then the way they handle it is they just don't pay you is such a unique. It's just such it's a fun esports experience where you're like, huh, I did that service for you. And they're like, yeah, we really appreciate that. But <laughs> GG. Anyways, you were saying something, Jake? I don't know. So, so. Thank Somewhere out there. That was yeah, really next question. Right, I, this... I think I was going to say... Fuck it. Just go ahead. You are... <laughs> you and I, you're, we're doing this dance this whole episode, and I'm like... Don't kick me I'm off. Like, I, I want to be back. You lead. And then he's like, no, you lead. Then he stomps on my foot, and I'm like... <laughs> uh, Arthisios. <laughs> hey, hope everyone is doing well. I have a couple of questions. What is the status of No Regrets shooting promise? I think we covered that pretty well. Last mm-hmm. week, there was a discussion of Bonjois. We covered that as well. And that was today, so I'm, I'm glad that we our episode fulfilled very, very you. Topical. Guildlin, does Tempo need to change the lyrics of Grandmaster to replace Flash with Serral? Ah, no, no. 
But no. Also, shout out to Tempo at any chance we can get. That's actually good music out there, and he's still awesome. We need to get Tempo on the show. Is actually what we need to do. Oh yeah, he'd be a good guest. We'll have him on here eventually. Mark and Cobra had that ready to go. Holy fuck, Cobra! God, he. You, oh, you guys can see it now. It's on stream, but he's just like, <laughs> there it is. Tempo's, <laughs> Tempo's near and dear to our heart. You know, yeah, he owns the fucking shirt. What a good guy. Mark Ann, the giant donation spam at the end of Homestore Cup got me thinking, how do streamers and pro gamers deal with taxes? Is there any advice you have for ways to file and how to file so as to get favorable tax status without avoiding problems with the IRS? Uh, interesting question. <laughs> Someone's smacking You don't try to do yeah. it yourself. Wow. Yeah. That is the main thing to take away from this. TurboTax, yeah, that's great when you... I use that when I worked at like a store and stuff, and it was very right. simple stuff. But if you are working within esports, get yourself an accountant. It will yep. be worth it, I promise you. And that is actually the TLDR. Um, any advice I would have or say all stems from the fact that I hired an accountant, and they know best. And everyone is in their own situation, <laughs> so you definitely need to do that. Yeah. Onrack, hello, fellow sentient foodstuffs. My question is for the attendees at Homestory Cup. What is your favorite slash funniest behind-the-scenes moment from the event? Bonus, if you were a shoe, which of you is no regret going to eat? Okay. <laughs> well, let's start from there, no regret. If Dan and I were shoes, <laughs> which of well, us would you eat if we were both I shoes? would rather eat Dan, yeah. just because I feel like an in-control shoe would be much larger. It'd be large, um, vital, kind of thick. Um, Dan's shoe would yeah. be like a... I, well, I wear flip-flops <laughs> He's also so, a vegan, yeah. so I have to imagine there's some health benefits there. Like, I just I think there's... You, there's no health benefits. <laughs> there's, there's something there. Okay. <laughs> I promise you. Um, <laughs> let me think, Onrak. Funniest behind the scenes. So I, I will share this because it is just... This is the show where we would do this. And I think Kevin will not hate me. Um, or no, it wasn't Kevin. It was... Well, okay. So there's a player that attended Home Story Cup. His name is Rail, a Russian Protoss player. He used to be called Verdi. Um... I think he's a fine guy, but I think he's got – he's one of those guys that has a little bit of a chip on the shoulder when they're laddering. So against a Muslim, he actually, like, will hide buildings around the map just to draw it out. So the Muslim dropped mules on him. And this is the height of StarCraft II drama that we're about to uncover here, guys. So they run into each other at Homestory Cup. <laughs> and Verdi is about four and a half feet tall. Not to say that the Muslim's imposing because he's not. Um, he was third in line to play the Thin Man in the horror movie that did not do very well. Um, that's a good reference. You guys don't get it. That's above your pay grade. Anyways. <laughs> thank you, Jake. That's the laugh I need. <laughs> I, I can't proceed. Someone has to laugh. Otherwise, I get, uh, anyways, they have to they like run into each other at Homestory Cup. And Verdi, who's Russian, is... I can't remember how this starts or, or why. It's something like Ben's like, oh, Hello. And he's like, don't talk to me. And he's like, he's like, what, what's the matter, mate? And he's like, you drop mules. And he's like, you hide buildings. And he's like, it's not a question. I had buildings because you drop mules. And he's like, you, you hit buildings first. So they kind of go back and forth. And then Bernie ends up being like, get the fuck out of my face. Uh, and Ben's like, what? And he like walks away. And then Bernie said the classic when someone walks away, yeah, and stay out or whatever, something like that. Wow. And then Ben turns to him and is like, what? <laughs> But it's like such a friendly, nice atmosphere there, and it's such a weird thing for you know two people to be mad at each other about that. It never, there's no fight here or anything bad. He just is kind of like what, and he like walked away. And then, uh, <laughs> but the best, and this is the context. Now, the best engagement that I, I witnessed 
was Verdi then goes to Rotterdam and they play against each other in the ladder as well. And Roddy's like, he's like, Verdi, mate, how come you never GG? <laughs> and Verdi's like, I, I play maybe uh, six, nine thousand games of ladder a year, a GG each time. It becomes 20,000 GGs. That's a lot of clicks. And Kevin's like, <laughs> and Kevin like corrected him on his map. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Kevin's like, <laughs> I mean, there's no answer to that, so he just kind of laughs. But <laughs> I mean, I'm down for embracing. Like, man, I get it. Just get out of I'm, that game. You don't want to wait. I'm, we had a debate one, or not oh a debate. I guess God. a conversation about not GGing, and I'm totally down with embracing it because you're salty or whatever the fuck. But you have to own that shit. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, I'm that's... totally down with you just being like, "Hey, I'm prideful. Like, I don't want to concede my." Like, Jake, that's why I love you, man. That is actually the answer. If someone's like, "Why don't you GG?" The things these fucking nerds come up with to try and explain <laughs> yeah. it to make it sound like it's anything else is so funny. Oh my god, it's so funny. But just say it. Just be like, I don't GG because I didn't fucking like that I lost. And then what do they say? Like, <laughs> well, you should. Like, I'm emotional. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. No. Look at that. Being a real human. Oh my god. I, and the best thing is, I don't think anyone will ever fault you. Like if if you play no, Starcraft, you're going level. Well, no it's the internet, so someone will. But the thing is, if you're being if you're just being honest. Fault away. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. true. People are like, the, the, I get the shit all the time. Like, I didn't appreciate some of your jokes. I'm like, that's fine. It's not for yeah, everyone. It. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Alessander, our very own. No regret. What's it like to compete in GSL compared to a WCS tournament? Everyone. Are tournaments different these days compared to the old days? Um. Well, we we actually talked a lot about the GSL versus WCS. Um. I think the biggest thing is the preparation time. The qualifiers themselves are very similar as it's like you you play, you show up, they put you in a bracket, you have no idea where you're going, you play those people and you get in. But once you get in, it's way different, especially for someone like me where I'm just like completely fucked. Like I can get in because I'm playing people that don't know or people that aren't prepared for me. Once I get in, I'm fucked. Like I go zero, I, I went zero four and one four and there's nothing I can do. I can try and change my style all I want. These people know who I am. They're gonna yeah. They're going to study me. Like most of the time, they have weeks and weeks to prepare, and they're like, even when I change it up, it's it's really hard to change your style like super heavily because you're playing something you don't practice. Yeah. So it's very different. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, these tournaments nowadays are very very different from what we used to have. Um, in and the thing is, like everything kind of is. Even GSL is very different from the old StarCraft 1 Star Leagues. Like, a very different type of format. We mentioned on this a little bit earlier how in StarCraft 3 you kind of need best of threes where a best of one might work in StarCraft 1 and things like that. But uh, the pacing <laughs> of it, the regularity of everything, I mean, it, it, it could almost fill a book with uh, how how much the scene has grown and how different it is from the old days where everything was kind of more sketch and and less rigorous you know you didn't always find the best player necessarily now it seems like you do concerning Cyril wins every turn yeah i think the interesting angle for dan and tech two with tournaments is that we are often commentating or attending as personalities or whatever and we've had a few opportunities to be players which is really fun but that's a different angle in and of itself, right? Like, when I went to tournaments as a pro gamer, I trained all the time for that tournament. So I enjoyed them, but only kind of. It was, it was really intense. <laughs> it was very scary. And it was, it was, I was anxious. Um, I loved competing, and I always have, and I always will. But and, and these emotions I'm describing don't even detract from that. I think if I didn't care, then that would have sucked. It would have not have been the turn. I, I go into those with, like, 
the butterflies and stomach feeling. That was something that I, I miss, actually. And I do get that with Warhammer. Um, and if I didn't have that in my life, I think I would be I would feel very incomplete. But I need competition. And even today, with a very different game, Warhammer, tabletop, much slower pace, obviously, all that kind of stuff, I still get that feeling when I face another top player and it's for a tournament win or something like that. Um, and I need that. It's kind of that adrenaline and competition that I want. Uh, I like question. to think that that's universal. Like yeah. for, for most people would have a lot on the line and there's no higher highs or lower lows. When you go to some of those tournaments you prep for, like you win that thing. That's, that's the fucking peak of the world, you know? Yeah. And if you lose, it's fucking low, man. It's really low, but that's the stuff that drives you to continue to compete, you know? Yep. And I've, I, it's not a popular way to say this, but I've, uh, or thing to say rather, but I've actually, I don't like the lows, but I think the lows make you appreciate the highs, right? So, like, yes, sometimes when certainly. you're hurt or you're sad, it sucks in the moment, but it's only because of that hurt and sad that you then know how high you can get. And the disparity is actually what gives you context. And It's 100%. Yeah. The lows are essential. Yeah. I would say. We could have a whole... That's, we could talk about that. Anyways, best stain. Choose one to do. Which is why I feel bad for Cyril, because he wins every turn. He can't even get those lows. He doesn't even know. <laughs> But on the Serral note, it was funny because at Homestreet Cup he revealed, I guess, uh, but it, you know, he never said otherwise, he gets nervous in finals as well. He was saying that a lot of times his lowest play is in finals because he's so anxious. And a lot of people are like, what? I thought you don't feel anything. He's like, no, I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool for people to learn. Anyways, Vestain. I mean, that's good. Oh, yeah, of course. Choose one to do. Eat a shoe, shirtless stream, or swallow a sword. Well, I know who won't be swallowing a sword. In my opinion. Yeah, swallowing a sword is the last one. I would choose swallow the sword, actually, because sword swallowing is a thing where you just put it down your throat, right? So there's actually, if you learn how to do that correctly, there's no injury to be had. Yeah, and if you do it wrong, you're fucking dead. So, yeah, yeah, there is. You're super fucking dead, by the way. I'm a Not like player, a little man. bit. I'm used to that type of odds, okay? Guys, this is that moment. <laughs> this is that Jesus moment Christ. where there's like four questions, there's like four possible answers to a question. And the person's so off the mark that it becomes screen captured and they're made fun of for the rest of their life. Eat a shoe, shirtless stream, or swallow a sword. Dan's like, I fucking jam a sword down my throat. Because eventually you get to a place where you don't die. I won't die. Look, I'm not going to do any of them. I'm just, just saying. Just take your shirt off and stream. It's... <laughs> no, mastering the art of sword swallowing is way better. <laughs> Dan took this question and escalated to brood war levels of difficulty, and I, I don't even appreciate that. The Francis. greatest way was the answer, which was fucking solid. He, he didn't think of it at all. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd do the sword. i just swallow a sword. Perfectly. He's like, I want to work my way up to a claymore eventually. Why is the weekend turn excuse to defend Koreans losing to Serral when every Korean should have expected to play Serral anyways? At Home Story Cup, Zest said he really wanted to play Serral as if he was ready for him. Feels like every time someone wins, people just creates excuses as to why their favorite well, we, loss. We haven't created any excuses. What we're doing is pointing out that these are two different things. Uh, that's a like it. It is different to prepare for a week to a month for a match, and it is different to play a weekend tournament. And we've talked about this on the Pylon Show previously. How uh, this can and probably does make different races more powerful. Like Zerg is more powerful in a weekend tournament because it is already played reactively and you're reacting to what your opponent's doing. Yeah. And if they're doing something on the fly and you're just playing your standard Zerg, always reacting, that's one thing. 
And then if they have all week to prepare where they hide their proxies or the very sharp timings for a certain map in a certain situation for one player, that's a very different circumstance. These aren't excuses. We've all said Cyril's the best player, but this is a real thing that does exist. I don't really care what Zest said. That has nothing to do with the point. But uh, it's a, that's we're all excited to see Cyril in these situations where yeah. he's preparing for a week, right, and preparing for a month and seeing how he does. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. I, agree. I certainly wouldn't say every time. Also, I think this is a vast minority of uh, situations. But I, I think like, he's. I, I'm going to take this question and say that he's not necessarily talking just about us. The point he's trying to ad- address is that, in particular, on Team Liquid, in some places that if you read about StarCraft, when Cyril is winning, people come up with reasons as to why maybe he's not the best or what he has to do to become the best. <laughs> or like that. He's certainly the best. There's yeah. no yes. question that he's the best. It's just like they—they are two. They are two different beasts. Fair they are—they are very different. Weekend tournaments and prep tournaments, and you see very different results because of that. Um, and I think we've really started to zone in on exactly what types of play and and who's good in certain situations. Especially <laughs> considering we have a solid set of pros. We're not rotating through pros as quickly. Yeah. We have a solid sets of tournaments year after year. Uh, so I think we're actually learning a lot about exactly where races and play styles uh, are are stronger and are weaker. So it's, it's an interesting subject, I think. But don't listen to the haters because Cyril's the best player. That's it. That's right. Condog, last question in the priority section. Says, are Midas going to rise from the brink only to be destroyed by Widowmines? Yes, I think they're going to rise up, and I think Widowmines are a good answer for him. <laughs> if you're inferring that like <laughs> they'll put them away from the meta or something like that, I don't think so. No, yeah. And then it, I'm... I... Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I can go into really complex answers to why that's a no, but I think we you can just take my word for it. That's a no. <laughs> like, Immutus will still be viable. All right. I'm going to delve into the, pleb- the plebeian section of our Discord and answer some questions from the non-priority Patreon questions. Sometimes these don't get answered. Sometimes the ones you ask don't get answered, so we're doing a little nice thing here. Uh, Strobel. Will Af- Afrika TV have an English cast for Warcraft 3 now with Reforge coming up? Probably. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? The Warcraft 3 Reforge will have what coming up? Will Warcraft with 3 Africa be on Afrika TV? TV? Oh, something on Afrika TV? I think we already had a Warcraft 3 tournament like 2016? With Reforge. 2017? With Reforge. Yeah, no, I'm saying... English. Since they did it before anyways, I would imagine that there would be something... I would. I mean... I would actually be very interested in having an English uh, league, English commentator league out here. Would you actually um, be interested in that, Dan? I really love RTS games. I would, I would spend the time and learn oh, some Warcraft three. And do it. I know, I know. It's <laughs> this reminds me of Sundance's tweets back in the day when he'd be like, "Guys, would you like another forty thousand dollar tournament?" Who the fuck tweets him and says, "No, I don't want that." <laughs> Dan's like, "I like an English broadcast of uh, Warcraft 3. Wow, <laughs> quite the opinion you got there, Dan. And that that would Africa be Africa TV in Korea. Maybe we could get Todd over there, playing it. Fuck yeah, it's Grubby. Bring Grubby and Todd over there. <clears throat> Polly, dear Jeff, are you happy with the way Cyril is giving interviews now, or do you wish for more wrestler trash talk? Uh, I like this question. I read earlier because you know I gave a big spiel on personalities and stuff like that. I kind of want to say that Cyril actually has his own thing going, where he's so fucking brutally honest. That it's kind of comical. If you ask him a bad oh, question, he'll look at you and give you a pretty bad answer, but he'll have a little smirk on his face, and that's funny. 
Uh, if you ask him about StarCraft, he'll give you insight into the best player in the world, and he gives really good answers there. Um, and he's actually trying to give longer answers, which sounds funny, but he's doing a good job. I actually think he, I think he's really funny and interesting in interviews right now. Um, obviously, the further you go back to where he literally goes, it's nice. That was <laughs> that different kind of bad, but I like him now. You guys enjoying his interviews? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I really, really like. I think he's developing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, I don't want people to just act either. I want people to be who they are. I yeah. think that that's like a very valuable thing, and uh, it gets too tiring if you try to act and be someone that you're not. So I do want to see yep. people's actual personalities. And I mean, I hope that people's personalities continue to flourish. And maybe some of the, maybe there'll be less Zergs in Europe and Stefano can come back and give great interviews again. That is 100% what I would add to my answer is the complete answer. I agree with that. Just to make another mental note, by the way, it warms my heart every time I look at the chat. There's somebody at In Control TV asking a question during this segment. I, I, want, you to know, guys. I want you to know there's going to come a time where people are running away and you'll look over and there'll be a gigantic like Godzilla-like monster. Like, and you'll be like, well, people are all running in one direction. I am going to sprint at the <laughs> monster. And I want you to follow your instincts. couple more questions and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Merc, Game of Thrones. How do you want it to start and end? I don't know about the start part because it did start, <laughs> but I like this question because he asked how it ends. And frankly, I don't know if A, Dan's been watching the show, or B, Jake I watches I and reads any of it. I do. He has watched the show, or did you read it? Or both? Watch. I only read the first book. Um, it's a good book, but it's amazing. And you were, again, I want to give you props. Jeff was telling me in like 2006, he was like, Dude, you gotta read this. And I was like, "Oh no, Jeff, um, you live too much weight. I don't think you actually read good books." <laughs> but uh, he he, uh, he was telling me about Song of Fire and Ice Forever. First book was amazing. I've been watching the whole series. I think the last season sucked. Um, I will finish the show no matter what. But it's it last season sucked, and I hope that they go back to the older way of of making it, and it's not just Ocean's Eleven again. Oh wow that reference that's what last season was do you have any uh, no I, I i'm just saying that was a good reference yeah. i just watched oceans eight man i was like they missed it it's it's not even that it's all women i don't fucking care about that it's more that like oceans 11 12 and 13 or whatever had a nice like atmosphere and attitude and like cheekiness to it <laughs> anyways yeah. I'm, I'm literally putting jake to sleep so i gotta stop with that whole line of no time. i haven't slept yet so he's being paid man he's just sit here and... that's true. whoa you haven't slept yet he's a worker yeah it's 1 p.m i know i've been working man i work so hard now okay just oh yeah trust me. oh yeah talk to, us. talk to us about hard work he's got three kids giggling and crawling around outside yeah, that door I gotta, I gotta leave within an hour for ksl we're Damn. almost done we're almost done Listen. Damn. It's okay. I'm excited for this last season, actually. I, I, too, did not enjoy this last season as much, but the nice thing about Game of Thrones is that the worst or bad seasons for that show is still better than 99% of television, Is which is not yes. the nicest thing to say about TV, but it's kind of true. And I also know that they've been filming a single battle scene. Well, not scene, but a battle for a month. They took a month to film it, and I'm like, well, damn. We, on TV, you don't get large-scale battles or really impressive battles at all. So they're the one show that has the budget and ability to do it, and I've loved their other big fights, so I'm excited about it. I am anxious, and this is my big complaint. I'll just put it aside, and this is going to come off as a hipster, and that's fine. As Dan said, I've been reading the book since they came out. 
I really don't like that we're about to find out how this all ends, basically, and then the other fucking books are going to come out. And I know that people are <laughs> like, they come out. people are like, well, George R. R. Martin said they'll be different. Yeah, they're going to be different, and they'll be more detailed, and I'll read them, and I'll probably like them. But the like the Red Wedding, if any of you fucking bitches had that spoiled for you, like you watched the Red Wedding and then read it, you've been robbed. You've been robbed of a moment. If if Ed Stark getting beheaded was something you watched and didn't read and you didn't have the experience I did where I'm looking at the book and I read this and I kind of like looked around and by myself and I like go to the cover and I'm like that's that's Ned Stark and then I go here and I'm like well this has got to be a dream <laughs> sequence so I keep reading and you finish yeah. the book and you're like no they actually fucking killed him he's actually the main character just died um, god if you get robbed of that experience I feel so bad for you and I'm we're all about to get robbed because in the final season the closing scene is going to be Jon Snow plowing the shit out of Daenerys. He's going to whisper in her ear, I'm your brother. She's going to turn to him and go, I know. And then roll credits. And you'll all be left with this weird feeling of like, what is it? <laughs> and then they'll have the offshoot shows. And you'll learn that it's all a meme the whole time. It'll be called like, it's going to be called like the, the, the Stark Bunch, and it's a show about incestuous children being born out of that relationship and how they all have to deal with their weird mutations. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for... Uh, that's going to do it for all the questions, actually. Thank you oh, all so much. That was a wonderful so way to end the show. Thank you, Jeff. Very good. Yeah, that's what we do. Bravo. Um, so one last time, if you're wondering where these questions came from, it's from our Discord. We have a questions only for the host place where people have been diligently posting in there. You're not guaranteed to get them read. That's a good place to go. And if you do want to support the show and possibly get some of these questions asked, well, actually all of the questions get get asked, please do consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, there it is. Uh, we, we want to give a huge shout out as well to all the people that have continued to support us. We've had some awesome people. Oh, my God. Someone joined Emery Toss. This is the first time. Go ahead. That's right. Hit him. Last Hit week. Him. Last week. Oh, it was last week? Well, huge shout out to Mannard for jumping in there deep, deep and hard. And, and, and this is, you know, Emery Toss. Go ahead, Cobra, seg segue it. Segway it over. Show them the names. Show them. That's not it. That's it. That's the one. Eventually, Jeff. That's it. They can't hear it if I whisper. Thank you, Mannard. Thank you, Emery Toss. But thank you, everyone. The $50 tier, $10, $25, 20 15 These are all amazing Big or small, we really, really appreciate it. We're at 2,300, guys. Um, uh, over awesome. 2,300. We want to hit 3,000. Uh, we'd love that to be what we get into the next year with. That way we are contributing to streams. We're paying our guests. And then, of course, Dan, Cobra, and myself are earning pretty good amounts of money as well. It's about... I really appreciate it, by yeah. the way, guys. Uh, as a guest who used to not get paid. There you go. Thank you so much. I can actually buy shoes and shit when I have to eat my own shoes. And he's going to have to eat it. Yep. That's exactly yeah. right. So we, we're quite nice. all the ways. Um, and then there's more stuff to be planned. So I'll talk about that real quick here as well. We are going to do our holiday episode, the season finale of season one of the Pylon show. Not this next episode, but the one after that. So that's December 12th for us non-koreans here dan's about to be like that's the 13th that's at 1 p.m no it's not none of that thing only for him <laughs> only for him in korea uh, but we're gonna do our regular time regular day uh but it's gonna be plus a little bit of boozing and i contacted smix to make sure what's legal 
and what's not. Basically, we're all adults, so we can imbibe, but we cannot, for instance, take shots for uh, um, subs or something like that. We cannot incentivize drinking. So do not expect that. Yeah. It will not happen. Also, Dan and I are, are old men. Dan's got an actual family and stuff. So if you're expecting to see... For me, it's so in the morning for me. It's in the morning. Don't expect anything crazy out of the ptosis. Do not think that you're going to see shit-faced Dan. Will you see shit-faced in control? It is a possibility, but I won't promise it. Um, I generally don't get drunk, not because I'm like against or something like that, but just because it makes you feel like shit most of the time. So I, I try not to feel like shit. We're going to have some guests. We'll officially reach out to them. Some people are recommending Maynard. We'll try to get him on there. Jake's always good. I don't know if he can drink, but especially Hell yeah. if you, if I you stay up to 1 p.m., he probably will do it. Um, <clears> and then yeah. just mentioning the word alcohol, if you say it three times, Zombie Grub actually just appears, so we probably do have to have her on there. <laughs> um, the plan for this show is it's the end of the year show, so we're going to give some awards. Uh, and this was inspired by Gunner. I'm going to give some love out to Gunner. Um, I... The awards are going to be, you know, whatever. Best players, all that kind of funny stuff. Best caster, all that. I don't know. We'll, we'll think it up. We'll, we'll make it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, and we'll make it good. It'll we'll make it fun. good. But I'm just saying I would love some ideas from you guys as well. So make sure and post them in our Discord if you have some ideas for topics yeah. you'd like. They aren't guaranteed, but whatever. We'll do a Q&A section because that's the show. We'll have to have a whole hour spent on pizza bi-weekly, of course. Um. But that's it, guys. So that's our plan. The only other thing I, I, I got to say before Dan has to get up and go pee because he always has to. He I have to pee so bad. I know. <laughs> I'm dragging this out just for you, buddy. I know. Uh, that is the middle of December. We're not going to have episodes for the following two weeks. And then we are going to resume with the Pylon Show Season 2 in January. And I assume right away. Um, I have no reason to believe anything other than that. But that's the time frame we're thinking of. In those two weeks, like I said, if you guys can do a good job... And we can uh, get some money together or something like that. We should get maybe Rotterdam versus No Regret here in a oh, show yeah. match. Dan and I will commentate it. We're looking to do a, a little then, bit of content like that. Whichever one of us loses has to do our thing. Like he has to take his shirt off Hold or I have to eat a shoot. We haven't even <laughs> talked to Roddy about this, guys. I got to slow this down a little bit. Oh, he's in. This I mean, guy getting signed up for shit. He's definitely the in. The second No Regret <laughs> said I would beat his ass, I guarantee you yeah, he'll, be down. he'll be doing it. I'm sure we can. But yeah, if he says no, then obviously we can't. We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyways, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back on next week. I think Dan and I are both here. We'll, we'll, we'll have a full, real show and all that. Um, but that, those are the plans. Before we close out, let's give some shout-outs. Mr. Umpleby, thank you so much for coming on again. Appreciate your input yeah, and love, putting love up with those here. What do you uh, – oh. tell people about Memes and Dreams. Tell them the dates, the time, where it's going to be, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So Anonymous will be every weekend in December. Like Ooh. every single one, we're going to do an anonymous, including this weekend coming up, but I haven't announced anything yet fully. Um, memes and Dreams will be December, was it 21 to 23? Let me double check that. December, yeah, December 21 to 23. Yeah. And we're going to be doing the Lifeline tournament, which I'm getting all the details figured out oh, for yeah, that still. Yeah. But, and yeah, that's probably about it. He's on fire, no regret on Twitter. Uh, if you want yeah. to follow, he announces all this content and stuff there. Indeed. But soon he'll be famous for eating a shoe and battling Roddy in a show match on the Pylon Show. <laughs> Dan, who has to pee. Yes. What, is, what do. are you doing? What do you have but to do? Also, I have KSL tonight and tomorrow night, and next week and the week after that will be the finals. I believe that's how that works out. Maybe I'm missing a week in there or something. Uh, anyways, we're getting right through to the end of KSL. Uh, for me, I think that's the end of the year for commentary, most likely. Sometimes stuff pops up in December, but normally not. 
Yeah. Uh, so other than that, I'll just be on my stream and pile on show episodes, and that's about it. In your Sport stream, you gonna show. go back Appreciate to the schedule it. at all, or are you just when you? Uh, get... Yep, I do uh, weekdays about between nine thirty and ten thirty. I get on right now. My schedule's changed a little bit, um, but it's like this little hour time frame on weekdays in Korea that I don't have the pile on show. I stream for about three hours. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just practice my ass off on Brood War and try to get better. Very good. Guys, for me, um, I'm going to be streaming some XCOM tonight. I'm, I'm real deep in the hardest difficulty I've ever... I, I'm really excited. I'm really far into it, so we'll, we'll play some more of that. Tomorrow will be some StarCraft, and I'm on a D&D show in the evening. Friday streaming, Saturday Warhammer Term, that kind of stuff. If you want to know more about my things, I'm in Control TV on Twitter. Please do give a follow. Um, and then... If I must ask, please do consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we haven't been able to move the needle the last couple of episodes, and I'd love to get that ever so higher. So I'm looking at the chat. Who, who's the one that hasn't? I think it's Glowfly. I'm looking at you. I'm like, that's a $25 Patreon supporter right there, if I've ever seen one. You know what I'm saying, Glowfly? All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, we'll see you soon. Nice, have, yeah. have a great <laughs> Get them going. <laughs>